Big up yourself. Welcome hey. back, you guys, hey, to the Secret Society of Good Guys. Um, <laughs> you have a special episode tonight. <laughs> I feel like every time I try to Jim Jones, I Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so joining us tonight in the secret society of good guys so you're officially a member of the secret society of good guys i hope you're ready for this michelle from healing homes welcome hi thank you, thank you for having welcome. me welcome i'm, you I'm so excited invite. about this the initiation well, <laughs> it, it's kind of synchronistic because you're born on a friday the 13th i am Yes. Oh. What? Yeah, dude. Oh. January 13th, Friday. And my mom, she's like, she always brings it up. And she's like, I was watching uh, Young and the Restless, and I knew I was going into labor and then off to the hospital. And she's like, you were like, out. She goes, you wanted out, and you were like, let's go. I'm like, whoa, okay. But yeah. So Friday the 13th for me has always been special in that way, but I've learned so much about it, like historically and what the actual meaning could mean too. And so anytime it comes around, I'm just like, dude, sweet. And it's in October. So the veil is thinning. The life is going back to the earth. It's like the death and rebirth cycle. So we're like going into the underworld or the dark side of like the Zodiac or dark side of the year dark side of the moon oh you know well, whatever. this is a dark moon tomorrow or yeah, yeah, eclipse. Yeah. Yeah. Eclipse yeah there's a lot of whoo and a lot of stuff going on going on this show what's going on here. in the sky what Good i know question. yeah what i know is that there's apparently of course the eclipse and um during the eclipse the i guess virgo is on the same path as the eclipse and Virgo is actually going to be birthing the comet child. So it's almost like, and this hasn't happened for the last, what, 2,000 years on on time, check. Um, so, yes, that's what everyone's kind of like looking at right now um, in the skies. But what does it mean? I am not sure. I'm not sure. But yeah. And we Don't have for, a lunar eclipse this month, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we did. There was a lunar one too. It'll, it'll be next because it always starts with a solar eclipse and then the, the eclipse season ish like closes with the lunar eclipse. So. Okay. Mate, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Goes along with the 13 too, like the cycles of the moon. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't it uh, today divine feminine goddess day or something like that? The 13th, Friday the 13th. Yeah. For the 13 yeah. moons mm. and our 13 cycles. Well, and 13 really? is affiliated with Sophia, the Christo Sophia. So, oh, yes. well, delve so right it's all divine that. feminine. Yeah. Yes. Dive right totally. into that divine Primor feminine. Primordial. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, all I Who know. Who doesn't want to? I mean, one, come one, come all. It's like <laughs> we've all, we all came from, we'll return to kind of thing, it feels like, you know. That's why I think it's interesting of uh, Friday the 13th, like what they, of course, they'd love to invert this one. I mean, this one is potent. We're talking like origin of us, of where we are, like Mother Earth kind of goddess, you know, original goddess, Demiurge, Sophia kind of thing. Like that is like ugh, within all of our cores, as is the male too, you know, both sides. But 
I find it interesting that they would choose to invert Friday the 13th. Now it's like, oh, be scared, be weak, stay away. Like, it's like, scream, run, run. You're not strong enough to fight the monster. Run away. Like, you know, and they always run up to a bedroom and it's like, where are you going? Everyone knows. You Don't know. go upstairs. It's almost as if I like, am that person. You could make an argument. I am 100% for... that person. I will just tell you guys in life, I'm the person. I think we that all are. Always, like if there's people and people are like, oh my gosh, what was that noise outside? I'll go look of the people there. And, and I think people of my friends will be like, Chaney, go look. <laughs> ah. Unless it's like a creepy little animal, like a coral snake. I'll go look, but otherwise I'll call like my buddy. I need like a Florida man around with a machete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, this is almost like, you know, the, I'm talking about the divine goddess energy part of it. Um, but it's almost like now with how the moon is and going into the new moon and the, the black, the black moon and us being, the womb, the matrix, we are a matrix, each and every single one of us. So it's almost like this, is, that's why I feel very sensitive and very foggy today, because I know this, I'm highly sensitive with moon energy and different cycles. But I really feel it connects some, it connects something with our womb and this solar eclipse, hence virgin and child being born. I feel like our portal site kind of connect like it opens up and you connect it's more of a pure intense connection but that's that's just my view and thought on it but that's how i feel it's like it oh something opens up in a woman and it's like you feel everything like i don't know i think that i think the veil is really thin i yeah. think it, it the 13th it being extra i think it might be a sign of bad luck now because we if we were had a pure moon cycle or something it might be an ovulation day and so i think it has a lot to do with like an egg it's weird that there's like a no moon and all this representation with venus and then with freya so then we also have freya day the 13th and uh Mary, so you love Freya. Go in, Michelle. Tell, tell, feel <laughs> <totally> free. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, that's one of the things I think of with Fridays, Freya's Day. That's another way of looking at it too. Uh, yeah, Frigg and Freya. Some will say they're the same. I look at them as different archetypes. I think Frigg is more of like the mother. Uh -huh. She is the vulva. She's like the uh, the seeress. So she is casting out into and she's walking between the realms and journeying between the realms and connecting with spirit and there's like a different there's more of a maiden energy i think with freya too because there's more of a passion like venus like vixen kind of she's younger and she has like uh she's pulled by cats she has a carriage and she has like three cats that pull her That's would they the say maybe that is why you wouldn't want a black cat to cross your path on friday the 13th Oh, as a connection to yeah, Freya. Yeah, because if she, if you crossed in front of her, then Freya was going by, like the goddess and her black cats. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Hmm. It's yeah. weird. They ah, Every I'm... day on my calendar, I cross off. 
every day unless I clean the litter box and then I put a cat face. So today I actually, instead of having a black cat cross my path, I use the black cat to cross off Friday the 13th. Ah, I like that. <laughs> it was odd. I was just looking at it while I was doing it and I was like, huh? And it made me look into like, I wonder why black cat, but I never got there. But it, now that you're saying Freya was pulled by cats, it makes sense that they would put this thing together with her. I also think this would be her saying if it was Frigg, because I was doing some research on Frigg, the idea. And uh, she is the goddess of like fertility and war. And everyone's like, how can that be? And this would be her album name, All's Fair in Love and War. So then ah. it was making me think of all's fair, all's frig in love and war, all's Freya in love and war. It's not fair, but fair would be all's Libra in love and war. So then we just are falling uh -huh. out of Libra season before we're heading into Scorpio at Friday the 13th because Libra would be the fair. She would be the scales version of uh, like that idea. So it, it's just like, huh, love and war. They kind of do go together. And it is this, oh, totally. like we see the only way they can evoke us into war or like passion, love. Yeah. Because passion yep. is both. Yeah. It right. And there's like death, uh, there's like death and rebirth in war or something like that. I feel like a yeah. person could be reborn, even being in battle. And like, they might learn something about themselves that makes them transcend to the next level. And, you know, and then it's like life and then there's death and the soldier next to him like dies, you know, but they make it out and then they transmute the energy that they, you know, the lesson they learn there or something like that. So I can totally see it being related, like for sure. So then it's like, we have this moon energy, which um, a lot of people theorize is a heavy feminine energy. We have this Freya or Frigg energy, energy on Friday and the 13th of it all. And then we have this like the new moon coming in, the about to be eclipse. So you're about to actually get rid of the sun energy, which would be the like you're just closing. It's about to be just like such a feminine egg. Wow, that's such a great point. I have to write that down. Yeah, that's good, Jane. <laughs> that's a great point. I love these I, rooms, yes. man. Taking out the already, man. Oh, this yeah. is awesome. I knew Friday the thirteenth was going to be a good one. That's not even. We're not even into the killers yet. But it, it's interesting <laughs> that in this day they try to link it all to death, murder, kill, all this bloody stuff, and it is a bloody ritual. But it's birth. It's fertility. It's something different. Bingo! Bingo! Fuck yeah. I love it. Yeah, totally. That's totally what it is. It's sacrifice, you know? Uh, dude, uh, I'll put you in the, or what is it? I've brought you into the world. I can take you out sort of thing. Mm. Like it's the, it's the, uh, it's the dark mother and it's the light mother, you know? It's the mother you remember bringing you soup when you didn't feel good or just putting, just touching you when you didn't feel good for maybe a second. And hopefully that happened, you know? It's just like at least. And so that feeling, that, that to me is like 13th that's that's frig and freya and uh um all of it you know it's it's really interesting i'm like totally losing my train of thought but that's what i wanted to get out no sure. it's even <laughs> making me think like everything going on right now in the middle east 
and they say like the reason that this land is so holy for a lot of people, like it's holy on both sides, like Muslims on one side, Jews on the other side, and then kind of like Christians around there too, because they say when Christ comes back, he's going to come back there, like on Mount Olive. So then there's like this wall. It's almost like this area between this divide is almost like a womb. And then mm -hmm. here we are coming up on this day. We have this sacrifice where this 33 number come keeps coming in. And then um, I believe it was summer earlier today where we were talking about Maui and like what chakra of the planet is Maui. And then I, I have a friend that lives in Shasta and we always talk about Shasta as a chakra part of the planet. I wonder what Jerusalem chakra is. Hmm. Is it our solar? Is it our like womb? Is it our like, what is that? And that's interesting just in that moment. Like, where's your solar plexus chakra? Where's that one? The solar plexus, yeah, the belly button. Isn't yeah. that so weird? So, solar, soul, soul, yeah. soul, the sun out of, and look where it is. That's a weird place for yeah. our chakra to be if this is our Christ. Just saying, right. I'm just having that right in the second. <laughs> <laughs> it's more sexual energy i think the sun is even and i think that's that's kind of speaking to that like more of the core and the warmth like i don't know i just think about how important our cores are and like just how important it is to just have a string a strong strong core like enough to like support yourself to do you know motions and movements healthily and stuff like that and so to me that energy like it would make sense that the sun would be there because it's so radiant you want it to be radiating and like have warmth there at least that's how i feel about it so yeah sense. so but it's isn't very it leo ish too isn't which it, is yeah. the sun so so isn't it encouraged yeah, isn't it totally interesting encouraged. that um how they went from sun worship to now all about the moon and moon symbology and moon moon symbology and everything from moses to the flags to everything that's going on it's it's like where did the shift happen why did it go from sun to moon it was sun worship to moon worship is there a change there for a reason are we supposed to connect more with the moon is the moon a louche? are we supposed to connect with the sun more what is it you know you're actually blowing my mind in this moment because i always study flag magic and i always like look at like saint george saint george saint george the other thing i always look at is the crescent because we have the turkish crescent yeah. all over everything mm -hmm. and just in this moment because i've always thought waning or waxing with the like what am i looking at and i've always done all these studies just in this second i'm like it's an eclipse the Turkish crescents and the clips. So then you also see the red cross symbolism on everything in the moment yeah. right now, the version of the red cross in the middle East is the red crescent. Holy shit. Wow. So what is that? Is it the Holy union? Is, the, is this a Holy union that's happening right now with the Virgin, uh, with Virgo and child, comet being born and the freaking solar eclipse all happening all at once is it some kind of like reboot <laughs> like what is That's going on here's a wild thing if if 
the lore of Sophia is true and she jumps without her twin and there's always been imbalance on the entire planet because it's always been her with Yalda Boath. Then you wonder is something about to give birth is the Holy mother and the Holy father about to allow her twin to jump with her. Is that what we are about to see? Like where it's actually this huge feminine. So we're about to get our appropriate mask. I was gamos. Yeah, so the wow. the marriage of the divine masculine and feminine, Hyros Gamos is what it's called. Mm. Yeah, she never, Sophia's never had her divine twin here. So every recreation of every story that's ever been for every religious book has always been her trying to define and find her divine twin. And they say versions of that have been done, but the whole of us always lose. We only worship the masculine. So we we lose the like full weight of honor. The problem the going back to the whole thirteen of it all is that we honor in ourselves even the masculine. So we don't have hieroscamos within ourselves, and so several of us, you know, many of us in this community, especially who are trying to work on balancing our masculine and feminine sides, we're bringing hieroscamos into ourselves. And as we do that, I mean, maybe the hundred monkey thing. We're we're anchoring it so that way the masculine divine masculine can be here not the distorted version i think that's the best thing dr fauci's ever said for real uh, did you get your new covid shot <laughs> i hope i hope you a did, new boot I, did. Good. I did it <laughs> worked it really how worked. you guys feeling you feeling works. all right yeah. i was I mean, actually just sick. thinking I, in the moment all right the like the like we're all dressed as dudes. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, about the goddess. Yeah, totally. Great. Great. <laughs> hey, hell yeah, Gordy. Nice. I like my divine masculine. My divine masculine is really gay. Though. I love my divine masculine. <laughs> we don't have these conversations. So I love being part of this. This is awesome. Uh, Every I time know. I have a divine You're masculine awesome. dream, it's. He's homosexual as fuck. Very masculine, but very really? into men. Yes. And my, my divine, divine masculine. Very, is, my divine masculine is such a pussy house. <laughs> 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 wow. I just wanted to do a, a, a my divine yeah, but, feminine really is like pay attention. Pay attention. And my divine feminine is always has to remind me that my lady friends are ladies. Mine wow. like inside wow. my brain. My divine ah. masculine is very uh, Sparta. I can kind of relate to that, actually, <laughs> for sure. This is Sparta. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sparta. You're all about a moon door. <laughs> oh god yeah if, if Layla won the mega power lotto uh, she would put a moon door in her mansion <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would <laughs> I would <laughs> oh, why, do, why do outhouses have moons on them because the moon Stars. comes out in the you set your moon on the seat <laughs> oh, okay. It's the full moon, baby. Well, I don't know why they do a crescent. Why do they call it mooning people? Moonshine. Hey. Because your butt's usually white, like the moon. <laughs> I don't know. It comes out like a full moon. <laughs> That's another. If you have butt acne, it's got craters. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know what moon you're looking at. <laughs> this one's deep. Clearly not mine. Mine's all over Instagram. Oh no, not yours. You can clearly. You got a beautiful. Clearly, not yours. Get sucked. You have no idea what that's like. This friend. That's imagination though. That is intimidating. It made me think, like, I don't know, you've seen, um, like, I think it's like Scent of a Woman, and he's like, Great ass! (laughs) (laughs) And that's like the best compliment, man. (laughs) So people don't realize I've worked my ass off for it. So when somebody says that to me, it's like, You are awesome. Thank you. This Dr. Felgy has a great ass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that makes me feel like we need to do meme magic. (laughs) Okay, this Uh, is the first part of it. Um, I'll make you guys drink the flavoring. (laughs) (laughs) Provides vitamin C. (laughs) Because that is the actual drink that anyone that thinks you drink the Kool-Aid at Jonestown it is uh not flavored. Hold mm-hmm. on. Um we have a visitor, but um yeah. make sure your emails are bleached. <laughs> 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 wow. Oh. Hey Hill, how's it how's it going? We came, we saw I can't remember the last part. <laughs> We killed him. We came, we saw. Shame on me. Fool me once. Fool me once. (laughs) You can't get me again. Welcome, welcome. I'm so excited you're here. Well, I guess it's actually Saturday now. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Still Friday the 13th because. If you feel like it, since it's Friday the 13th, you have a big drop today. Oh, my God. I forgot. <laughs> Today's been wild. Yeah, I just dropped. Um, well, I started the Frazzle Drip Funhouse uh, Indiegogo kick, uh, backer for my latest comic book. It's a B-horror movie love letter, and it takes place in the basement of a arcade slash pizza place. Do you have any little Dude, video or I... anything? Uh, I I do. I'll have to I'll have to pull it up here. Can you play video on here, or do, yeah. or do I share yeah, my screen tot- and do the video? Or? Um, I totally can play video. I'm figuring right. everything out. Dude, sweet. That's so awesome. such a good feeling to like accomplish a goal like that when you set out to do a project and you're like, fuck yeah, <laughs> here it is. <laughs> it's going out. It's working. <laughs> it's- that's it's like awesome. uh, being really constipated for a long time, like two years. <laughs> Dude, hell yeah. <laughs> and you get to launch it in your HRC costume, man. That's right. It's perfect. It's actually an autobiography of, of me, Hillary. All you need is the is the frazzle drip mask, you know? Probably, and I, I could have had like some hot sauce or something. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not even Halloween yet. You're just getting warmed up. And a walnut for the pineal gland. <laughs> a walnut. Those can all be different shows. <laughs> Thomas, do you have any any uh, Uncle Uncle Ted merch? Like, uh, I don't have Uncle Ted merch, or... but you know, Christmas I've... is coming. Get your priority boxes. I've been working on these guys. These are my, my Hunter oh, Biden yes. party packs. Oh, so yeah. Like, 
There you go. They're all a little bit different. So like this one's got a cigarette in it. It's got some beer. It's got like a little dime bag of of like uh, I don't even know. There's some white powder in some of these. This one's got <laughs> some little like uh, panties in the back. Wow. Not me. Let me zoom in on Paranoid American. And then I've got one with it's got like a gun. There's like a gun in there. Another cigarette. Some beer. <laughs> and it's got these little nepotism facts on the back. It's Those fun. Are it's so fun. dope. And shout out so to uh, awesome. Maria. My Maria. She, yeah, Ma- Maria, thank you so much. She gave uh some some definitely some solicited advice. There is no hypothetical case where I would advise you to sell paraphernalia over state lines if you were asking me, which you are not. The original question was maybe could I put a crack pipe in here and call that art? <laughs> maybe not. Maybe you can't, so I didn't do it. I might take a couple like promo pics glass uh, with tubes. that in there, but yeah. Yeah. So freaking amazing. Super dope. I'm so excited. It's a great so it's a great stocking stuffer for the holidays, you know, just like a little like gag gift for the holidays. So think about that. You know what about, about baking soda and copper Brillo pads? <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, I'm I'm gonna see how far I can push it, but I also don't want to end up in jail. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, you can get a lot of things through the mail. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> until that one day until the one day when like yeah <laughs> you just gotta be you know you gotta be clever about it where you drop the shit off i'm just saying you know am i frozen i'm frozen <laughs> no you're not no, no you're not. okay okay i'm frozen on my end so it doesn't matter it's okay let me put my booster let me just get my booster real quick so if we're on killers finally <laughs> speaking of hillary <laughs> no what are you launching those mosquitoes billy I, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just a conspiracy. I don't know why anyone thinks I would want to do anything like that. I mean, people even blame me for vaccine injuries. I don't get it. I'm here to help people, but I want to <laughs> depopulate the world. You know, how else should I do it? So, yeah, get your booster, people. Get your booster. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't sound nearly that intimidating. No, he doesn't. Yeah. That's Fauci. I don't know why the Fauci's coming out. <laughs> I'll show you guys. Um, since Layla's uh, Bill Gates, you can go to projectchady.com and you can get your fuck Bill Gates sweatshirt now. <laughs> I'm not a killer. I'm not a killer. All right. I don't. I'm not a killer. It has a mosquito and a mask and a needle oh, and needle. a microchip. <laughs> It used to say eugenics underneath it, <laughs> but I put my website instead. Does you it know, come with an actual microchip? <laughs> I am not at liberty to say. And um, see, this is red Kool-Aid, which it was harder to find purple flavor aid than you think. This was like a whole journey I had to go on today. <laughs> so is that Kool-Aid or flavor aid then? <clears throat> I'm gonna be real honest with you. This is neither. This is red Mexican soda. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> because I also wanted to bring up in the killer episode Red, red 40. 40. <laughs> ah, that's a great one. Well, so that that new artificial cyanide just doesn't have the same hit as that Mexican cyanide. You know, the old school stuff. That was the good stuff. I like right? to keep my sugar with a cane, just like I like to beat my people who steal from my stores. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's what happens in Ghana. Guyana. Ghana. (laughs) You call whatever you want. Guyana? Guyana? Guyana. I can't tell you where I'm at right now. (laughs) I'm in an undisclosed location. Which which island is that? You know, I know. I know what you mean. You just disappear and... See, it's besides Michelle, you're my maybe the most righteous person in the room. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but he hasn't, hasn't read, read Uncle K, Uncle Ted's manifesto. I suggest some reading material. He who is maybe a little ahead of his time. So go ahead. And I think fill yourself with that. I would also say nope, this stuff is gonna go bad. <laughs> lowest body count. What was huh? his body count? Like four. like one or two? Yeah, uh, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah maybe four. like two killed, two injured. Yeah. Okay, you just brought up the word or the phrase body count. So can we discuss this for a second? Because I just had this discussion with my daughters today. You you know that's what like they call that now. Like how many people you slept with? What's your body yeah. count? I hate there's a, really? there's a whole podcast yeah. system oh, yeah. on it. Whoa. What's your body count? And it's like, oh, just stop, please. There's two Yikes. sides. There's this lady who I love who talks about body count doesn't matter. And then there, there's this other side is like, yeah, body count matters. You're a whore. And it's just like <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> but Hold on. How does that make- Dr. Fauci doesn't even like the term body count for sleeping with someone. She's not even the debating whore. Or not COVID. Whore. It's just COVID. COVID-19. <laughs> how does that make you a whore? I'm pretty sure my body count's pretty long. It's that- like 40 or 50 at this point, right? I Vince mean, and- that, I sounds, mean- that See, sounds like you're- one of those things that were what was added into culture to like distract from the actual somebody looking up body counts of certain things. Oh, that's it, a great point. I, I I don't see how they see it as that. It's like more men. It's like, you know, the these podcasters, these uh, Tates, you know, these Andrew Tates and all that. They just go on these podcasts to gain views, get their ego stroke. Body count matters. And then, and they said, oh, you're over guys. But... Or Layla, I think you no. turned off or something. It's like breaking up just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's always one I, of us. I don't know. <laughs> okay, you're good now. It was just back. for a minute or something. Yeah. Oh. Hell. Yeah. It's got a little lag. It was like rubber banding for a minute. And you were had guys. You can't vibe too high. Andrew on a you might have to go out and come back in. I don't know. I'll be back. I'll be back. Okay. Yeah, because you're on a dis lay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I feel like the kids nowadays, you can only use the term body count if you killed it. <laughs> That's right. And not I not too many like, people are killing it. Let's be real. <laughs> right. Let's be I mean, real, you ain't killing one, it. One of us is killing it, and it's actually named after me, the Clinton body count. Nice. <laughs> I think you're not only killing it, but then you, like, by proxy, you could put a lot more bodies under you than just the ones that we might be able to find that work for you or knew you as a friend or 
like you know like you came you saw you died <laughs> so that was the quote. there it is <laughs> what was body counts song the ice uh, you know ice teeth band body count um f the thin blue line i think yeah. i don't know i'm not <laughs> i tried to say it um like in code and then it sounded even worse we know would that get pulled? Uh, oh my gosh i don't we don't that doesn't even happen here this is a magic land where things don't like that don't happen and we just say the word adrenochrome at whim <laughs> <laughs> and frazzle trip <laughs> yeah because this is for entertainment purposes only <laughs> that was yeah. one time and people won't just let it drop you eat <laughs> one little girl's face and it gets caught on video and now all of a sudden that's like your face really? <laughs> literally now they just put it all over volleyballs <laughs> Can you I hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Welcome back. Technical so, difficulty. Yeah, body counts. And then... Oh, yeah. So, um, body counts. <laughs> um, so, it's the Andrew Tates of the world out there who go on these podcasts and they're like, oh, I'm a high-value man and you're a low-value woman because you have a high body count. And they view these women as just pee-pee holes, you know, just objects of sex, you know, nothing more. Not if they have a brain or a soul. But, yeah. Um, so, then there's the other side um, of men and women who say body count don't matter that... Um, you know, there's rules to this and we don't want to give ourselves up right away, but body count doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. I am a brain. I am a, you know, a human being. Why should it matter? So it's like a ongoing back and forth, left, right. I don't know, but I see the beauty in purity, but I don't think you're worthless if you're not pure. It, there's it depends just, what kind of magic you practice yeah it's that's just, how i look at it um if you're aware if you're um i mean i'm not gonna say like hey um open your legs to like 70 dudes in one night i'm not saying that's cool but like you know you can't really judge a woman on what she really does with herself and her experience in finding the right person like they're judging women on you know stupid ideas like ridiculous ideas but um yeah it's an who is this andrew tate you speak of <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> i don't want you to go. he's a psyop he's a whole ass psyop um i know you know how we get ready for this show and we only have to get ready from the waist up um that is andrew tate to me <laughs> <laughs> he just is like a body from the waist up. And then I just imagine like sticks for legs. Like, um, <laughs> I don't know, like robot legs. I don't know what's happening. It's just all, it's as not real as everything else. I'm yeah. like, whoop. Uh, what, uh, my body count is 900. Mm -hmm. I mean, I force 900 people to drink my Kool-Aid. Wow. Flavor-Aid. Grape Flavor-Aid. <laughs> Well, I convinced the whole world to get the COVID-19 vaccine. I was about to say, I'm small potatoes. <laughs> I don't know if you count all the people you that died in the Between hospital. You two. I think I topped all of you. Thank you guys count. All right. I have the highest body count, and I'm very proud of it. 
but I'm not going to say the number because, you know, it'll blow you away and probably put me in jail. But it's in a billion somewhere. Some in the billions. You know? In the bills. In the bills. I'll put it up in the bills. <laughs> That's my, impressive and all, but I'm kind of the enabler of all you guys. Like, I, I keep you funded <laughs> and, like, out of, out of trouble. So, you know. Thanks, Hillary. Uh, remember, remember your buddy, uh, Jeffrey? Jeffy? Remember how the uh, the the cameras just kind of like flopped out, and the guards fell asleep, and you know the rope wasn't long. Anyways, just saying, just saying. If you want to keep doing your murder, you're you're kind of like under my umbrella. Hillary, thanks, <laughs> thanks for those nights that we've had. You know, thanks for the favors. I appreciate you. I ran a um, CIA baby factory, and everybody still thinks it just was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh yeah sorry yeah. sorry i was just producing some adrenochrome and melanin <laughs> oh my god Look at, sorry that's not anything to laugh about no but is that what soon i don't know much of the jamestown um it's jonestown <laughs> alex jonestown excuse me i'm, I'm blind apparently with this glasses <laughs> I know it's hard when you don't wear glasses. No, no, no. <laughs> wear them. It really is. <laughs> so like so, I ran this church and uh -huh. I convinced all of these lower income people to move all the way to another country. And then I made conditions so bad for them there. And they they tried to get help. And so bad, so like they got the help of a rando politician off him. Don't worry about it. And mm -hmm. some other people, they fly there. I'm like, oh shit, I'm about to be outed. So they all come into the church, and then I get all the parents to give their kids Kool Aid or Flavor Aid grape, and it's poisoned, and the, all their kids die. And then it's easier for me to convince them. <laughs> to die probably like 300 people under the age of 17 genius genius yeah, it wasn't my idea but still is genius much like all the serial killers <laughs> it's just cia shit we're just making money we're just <laughs> making money baby i love it i love it how much money did you make with all these um body count dead huh? i killed myself supposedly oh, yeah. uh i killed myself but really, yeah, there was just loose lip sync ships. And I had you loose live, lips. Are you living in Argentina now with, um, who is that guy? Um, oh, Hitler. Baby oh, mustache. I like, funny, I like the one thing we're not going to say. <laughs> How's he doing? How's our buddy doing? I know. Look at how we can be all these things. Everyone else has the dog whistle. <laughs> that would get us pulled. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. I supposedly killed myself in 2022. Also, Jeez, supposedly killed myself. A lot of people I know end up doing that. I, don't, <laughs> I can't figure out what it is. Weird. Is it me? It's strange. It's, Honestly, it's like you have a curse around. You. So I think weird. it is you. I yeah. think it is you. Actually, <laughs> is it me? It's it's her vagina. You know. <laughs> you know, Hillary. <laughs> Hillary, your vagina, man. Vagina. Billy went too far with that. It's actually a cloaca, but the I chikungunya, no, Zika no. virus, the, all that's fine. Hillary's but you just went wrong. too far. 
with no, Hillary's hot sauce. Hillary's vagina, no. No, no. no I'm out. Been, <laughs> Hillary's been around the block, all right? I'm sorry, Hillary, but I've got to air your, your laundry out there, okay? They don't call me Slab of Beef for nothing. I've earned that one. (laughs) I always call you the Big Montana. (laughs) That used to, if you're old enough, that used to be the best sandwich you could get at Arby's. (laughs) (laughs) The Big Montana. Um, Did you guys have, before we go all the way into uh, real murderers, did you guys have like favorite horror? movie murderers growing up like slasher films uh freddy krueger jason what's your freddy michael myers man. michael myers for me dude Fre- that- freddy krueger where he kills the kid that has um like a hearing aid by taking his claws and he just scrapes them across a chalkboard over and over until the thing like explodes in his ear and it turns into like a little creature and that's probably one of my favorites. And then the, the next one after that is Silent Night, Deadly Night, a really horrible Christmas movie from like the early 80s where a guy like picks someone up and pushes them through like a, a deer antlers and you just see it like push through the skin and it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> I know exactly oh, what ones I those are. I like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street part three and four. Part three, yes, and four. Th- those are my two favorites too. Three and four are dope. I like uh, the three, the dreaming, you know, the dream team. Which was the one where the girl has to like keep eating and eating and her like face gets huge? I don't remember. That was because remember one of them I think had Roseanne in it. Really? I don't remember. I feel like Roseanne and Tom Arnold were in a Nightmare on Elm Street. Really? But it was like, yeah, I think Nightmare on Elm Street did some crazy shit after we were quote unquote little goats or what they call kids. Um, That is, it did some weird things, but I just, I don't know why somewhere in my brain I have like Roseanne and that. Like her, she like played, I don't know. Maybe I should stop. Maybe it's not, maybe it's a whole different horror movie. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe it's a different but I like I like the Halloween that has uh them in masks where the masks turn into like something shamrock silver shamrock Halloween. Do you guys remember that Halloween? And they no. all put on the mask and there's the song silver shamrock Halloween and like oh, if, yeah. they, if they put on the mask that's made from a certain company then uh, like worms and shit come out of their eyeballs because of a yeah. microchip. That was a good one. He was my favorite honestly because the idea of him just waking up even after you kill him like just getting up. I'm like dude this guy doesn't die like what is this thing? It's not human obviously but something. What is it? I I did love the Mike Myers the the Halloween's done by um what's his name by more human than human what's his name Rob Zombie they were so good the backstory (laughs) was awesome isn't it like House of a Thousand Corpses is one of them yeah but he also did the Halloween the relaunch of Halloween where it tells like the story of Mike Myers as a kid awesome. Have have you ever yeah, heard that, that, that Chainsaw Massacre was really a story about veganism and that it's it's simply a retelling of humans going through the exact same process that cattle goes through, but it's just framed as a horror movie because they're humans instead of livestock. 
Yeah, I've heard that before, actually. Totally. And when I learned that, it the movie almost made more sense to me or something. I understood it on a different level. It felt more visceral and more real, too. Like, it was there was more to connect with or something. Yeah. It's, it's not just a bunch of bumpkins out in the middle of nowhere. Like, now that they've got a purpose, and you almost like, yeah, kill them, those stupid meat eaters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. And those shots of the, it's kind of brutal when they have like a shot of a cow and it's clearly in a slaughterhouse and stuff. And it just like, oh, man. And I can imagine, like, uh, when you read a good poem or something, you can like be in the place that they're describing. That movie, I felt like I could put myself in that like house or something. It was really weird. They did a really good job with it that's for sure man yeah that one strikes deep i'd say so weird i'm trying to it's like that i there something must have happened with horror movies or maybe real life just got in a way a certain way with anxiety that i couldn't watch horror movies anymore and then i started watching them again with uh hereditary and oh, yes. midsummer yes. and i just thought those were so good I just thought they were so well done and really hereditary. Good. I really believe yes. that is how it happens. That's what they're up to. That's like, exactly what they're showing you in that. Yeah. I, I think that is the closest thing to like when they have even like whoever Diane Feinstein or whoever died yesterday, you know, whatever old bag they drag in and they let, let them lay at state for a certain amount of days or the queen, how they make her go through this whole ceremony. I'm like, this is things that hereditary. And it makes me wonder how many people out there that are going through these rituals or playing the certain parts with certain families that are really just like putting together a perfect body for some old deity to jump into. It's wild. It's Moloch. That's that's what we call him, Moloch. Uh, yeah. Hail. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I just always remember what stands out to me is like learning that Paimon, you know, the, the deity or the Goetia that they're actually worshiping in the movie is a real demon. It's yep. a real Goetia. Yeah, and I was like, damn, when, when we learned that, that was pretty crazy. It was like one of the first movies that we had seen in a while. We saw it in the theater that it actually hit us on a different level. Like there were uh, some chilling moments because of these things of being like, yeah, this is actually how it goes down and it's ritual. It's, you know, you know, it's, here it this is. This is hereditary as well. This is this, okay. Yeah, the same movie. Yeah, it's a that. great one. That's one of my favorite ones of like the recent times, I'd say for me yeah. personally what about exorcist 3 it's like super underrated but i watched it several times and it's actually really really good really um, i've never seen it not yeah. the bad one i hate that bitch it's pretty scary <laughs> it's actually like linda blair is back in it but it's not like her it's just it's a continuation of what happened after the entity leaves her right after the demon leaves her and um jumps into the priest and everything the priest lives and he's like locked up in a um mentally insane like criminally insane ward. And then all of a sudden, like he's not far, he's like up up in the top levels of this insane institute. And all these old people are downstairs that have lost their senile, they've lost their minds and he's able to possess all of them. <laughs> and it's creepy as shit. Mm -hmm. And they like bring up the Gemini killers. Like, like this guy's investigating this Gemini serial killer, which I'm wondering if that's based on the Zodiac killer. I don't know. Ah. I'd have to like look more into like the Zodiac killer, but I'm thinking it might be loosely based on that. But wasn't there a lot of bees in that movie? In that I, version? Yeah, I think there yeah, was. Right? Do you remember the old lady like crawling on the ceiling? 
Yeah, or was there a part where she was like kind of pumping the guy's heart when he's sitting in the chair? Okay, yeah, that's it. Fuck it. I saw that once and I will never do it again. Never do it again. I liked that one. It didn't fuck me up like the first one did. It was scary. Yeah, Yeah, the first one, I can't anymore. I've had nightmares. The first time I've ever watched that movie, I've had nightmares for maybe six months straight every night. I just saw that that bitch's face. 4747, yep. What, a, what about uh, Pet Cemetery? Oh, I've never seen it. little boy Gage. Oh. I like Sleepwalkers. Stephen King never did it for me. Ever. I'll say the same. Yeah. But I will say, I did like it when I was a kid. I thought it was scary and I liked it, but I hated, you know, I like, it's like a two part movie. It's really long. The first part is really, is pretty good. And then the second part, I always like fell off for me or whatever, but there was something about it and like how he presented that clown and Tim Curry is just like the perfect it murder clown. <laughs> so that one was as a kid. Was Tim it. Curry is creepy as shit. Yeah. He does that role so well. And oh man. Yeah. He's the best screen devil too in Legend. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite. Oh, yeah. yeah. Isn't that also a Tom Cruise. Hanks movie? Yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks is. Oh, yeah, it was Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Hanks. That he got off this one. I was Tom Cruise. Ah, there's another buddy of ours. How's he doing? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's Tommy Hanks up to do? Speaking of killers, um, <laughs> I did have uh, something that I wanted to get your guys' take on and see what you guys think about it. I have a hot theory, and I'm not the only one out there, but this is the amazing thing about the internet is um, do you guys think there's any similarities here? <laughs> Yeah, Robert. Oh wow! Come on, Robert. Robin Williams. And who's the other one? So who's the one on the right? The for... Golden State Killer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it looks just like Robin Williams. <laughs> and I so you think that the I DNA Golden State Killer thing is wow. incorrect? <laughs> um, yeah, because I think Patton Oswald had something to do with the DNA thing. I think Patton Oswald's pretty creepy, and uh, I think you can kind of see deaths happen around the time that Robin Williams comes into Hollywood. And then you see Mm -hmm. deaths fall away around the time Robin Williams starts to take jobs in other places, like in Vietnam, for example, and like good morning Vietnam, but we would never know what deaths were happening in Vietnam. Mm. And so it's like, what a perfect way for these Holly weirdos to travel the globe and do whatever kind of weird shit they're into. And then no one ever find out about it because they can just do it within movie sets in certain towns and certain, you know, so it's why certain people probably film in certain countries. They're like, oh, it's so cheap for us to film the beach in, you know, this country. But really, it's like, no, they do this because they want to do their absurd Hollywood shit. I mean, hey, I'm even friends with the prince. <laughs> kidding? Like, I've had so many dinners with him and Epstein. Are you kidding? Let me get my boots on. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I'm going to do that all night. All night? <laughs> Good. Do it. <laughs> do it. 
It'll work. Eventually, it's going to work. Isn't it weird that Freddy Krueger was a um, pedophile? Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't think I knew that until they did the first, the the new Freddy Krueger relaunch, whatever. And then I was like, oh, it was there the whole time. I should have known he was a pedophile the whole time. But yeah, it's weird that he's a pedo. I'm trying to... Wait, I didn't know he was a pedal. Yeah, it was when they re-released it. So not the original Freddy Krueger. So when they like uh-huh. started making the new Freddy oh, Krueger, okay, okay, okay. they get into his backstory and when he got burned and all that and he was like a pedophile. He was like molesting little kids. He was like the caretaker of the or groundskeeper, like the gardener yeah, yeah, at a daycare yeah, 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 at a daycare. Yeah, yeah. I think um, Robert England came out and time. sort of denounced that that retelling because it was a total shift, you know. And it's, and it's it was it was completely different. Well, it, and I think that he he made like a tweet. It was kind of funny at the time, but he was like, "I'm a killer, not a pedophile," <laughs> or like, "I'm a murderer. I, like, I just I just murder them and I rape them." Um, let's see. Are we having technical difficulties, Gordy? I don't see it on the the YouTube. I don't hear Gordy. Maybe no, it's just um, Gordy. For me, Thomas and Michelle and Abby are frozen, but you guys are fine. Everybody I'm, was fine for me the whole time. Yeah. Really? I, I still My camera was off for a little while, too. I'm looking off. at the YouTube um, channel, and we're all fine. We're all Oh, moving. weird. Yeah. I just had to go get some more adrenochrome. That was it. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Is it better? <laughs> Yeah, they, um, there was a period of time um, that Thomas and Michelle turned off their cameras for a minute. Yeah. So maybe they just froze on your end, but the, everything was everything is all me. good. Hmm. I'm like, gosh, I'm even paying attention to everything. I don't see everybody looks dreamy oh, to me. Uncle Ted's getting frustrated with technology again. Really? This isn't going to end up well for anybody. <laughs> I'm a, I've got some... Uh, Hide your you laptops, know, kids. <laughs> I've got some cylinder kind of things. I mean, I'm telling you, you can get them a lot of them through the mail. Like, you just got to be creative of where you, you know, how you drop it, you know. Oh, trust me, I know. Have you ever looked in the Wayfair? You can just order some furniture right. through the mail and it shows up. It's great. Um, yeah. You, just, you should look for the, yeah. the Chelsea model. It just shows, right? I, I ordered mine last week. Does anybody know anything about the idaho 4 case going on right now what what is that um jenny g just pulled it up and says there's weird number sinks and it happened at 1122 king road moscow idaho i haven't looked into any of it yet so i don't know i'm just pulling up her thing and then she also yeah, says that um obama's new movie leave the world behind premieres 1122 and for mm-hmm. any history nerds out there that's the day kennedy was killed yep so that is super interesting. Coincidence, hmm. I think. Huh? Yeah. So the main suspect in the trial's birthday is 1122. And that is the, also the first day of Sagittarius. Ah. That's also the master builder number, too. It's the, 1122 is the master builder number. Like, that's. It's also the day after my birthday. <laughs> my daughter's birthday. Uh, 1122 or 1121. And if you would like to send gifts over, where can they send them to? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my. Oh my. Don't put me on the spot like that. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it's your birthday, girl. It's, your birthday. it's not, it's not yet though. Yeah. <laughs> We're still in October. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, um, Let's see. Do I have any other? I don't want to jump away from Friday the 13th. If you guys have anything else to add to that topic. Uh, it's Taylor Swift's favorite number. <laughs> Apparently, she does everything around 13. 13, 13, it's her number. Everyone says it's bad luck. I do not believe it. Well, let's talk about 13 for a second then. Because if we're talking about suppressing the feminine, they do it all the time. There is 13 lunar months yes. perfectly, yes. but we don't do that. There's thir there is a 13th floor on buildings, but they purposely don't list the 13th floor. Like they're deleting 13. What's the, um, just like they're deleting women. Yeah. What's the 13th letter of the alphabet? M. So it's like the Mar, the Mary. That mm, is an M. Yeah. Wow. How interesting. I was gifted the M today. The Mother Mary. The, they like the, the M is just a three on its side. <laughs> just like a yeah, W. Which, That's the yep. WW. It's like always with the world war. They You can't have a world war without the 33 symbolism everywhere. I mean, and Mary brings it back to 13. It's like, that's, there it is. It's like the goddess, the primordial mother. Mary. Yep. There you go. What about um, in the comments? The, Judas said Judas was thirteen. That's why it was suppressed. Oh, he was the thirteen. And thirteen pieces of silver. Thirteen right. pieces of silver too, wasn't mm -hmm. it? But I don't. Judas is the thirteenth apostle. He was the last one to the supper. Mm -hmm. And there is that thirteenth month that we're not allowed to represent at all. Uh, no wait. Well, that's what the Ossific, uh, Ossificus? Ophiuchus. Yeah. Ophiuchus, the 13th zodiac yes. sign. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The serpent bearer, right? Yeah. yeah. The healer. He's the healer. So then um, the serpent Either. and the egg. We have the serpent and the egg again. Like all, you know, always. It seems the serpent. To be the... Yeah, well, because the serpent raising the kundalini and everything, which would be the feminine, because it's like the whole Mary Magdalene of it all. I just, I think the thirteenth apostle is, is actually Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Have you have you guys heard that the thirteen is supposed to be unlucky because it was Friday the thirteenth, the Jacques de Molay of the Templar uh, essentially gets like burned to the stake, and they suppress the Templars, and that that makes. Friday the 13th unlucky uh, in perpetuity. Right. Yeah, I thought that was, yeah, you refreshed my memory on that. That's very true. It had to do something with the Templars and wasn't there some kind of uh, massacre or like uh, takeover? That's what mm -hmm. I'm thinking with the in Templars my head. Yeah. on this yeah. day? In France, they were all executed like in the 50s. Yeah, they, they basically hunted them all down. Like, yeah. And like the, the long story of it, short, is just that that a lot of powerful people owed them a lot of money and they were just able to convict them of, you know, whatever they wanted to. And then the debt just immediately goes away. It's kind of what I do for all the people that, that uh, I owe money to. <laughs> Templar, like the word Templar from Portuguese to Latin 
separate is praise them. And so then I was wondering if Templars could have been women. And because we see Joan of Arc wear the same crest later on. And we know afterward, we kind of have where everybody goes to new worlds. And we also have these stories of Amazonians. And we also have these stories on the island of Lesbos. And so then you wonder if um, the Templars, because there's other stories and women weren't allowed to be knighted until like the 1800s or 1900s or something. So you even have this very interesting word, knight knighted so then you wonder if it has something to do with the actual night and women weren't allowed to freaking go outside and play magic in the dark for a long time mm. and so you there's just a lot of um other stuff with popes as they become mixed with kings that gets rinsed out of the catholic church because i think a lot of what we think is Catholic now is the original Protestants. I think they, the original Protestants mixed with the people that over, because there was pagans that wouldn't agree to mix the religions. And there was Christians that or Catholics that didn't want the religion mix. And there was Protestants that didn't want that. And all those people were called purists. It didn't matter what they were. They were just puritanical in their idea of original thinking. But the Vatican, as we know now, is this weird swirl up of, you know, pagan Protestant, you know, but they don't believe in any of those things. But the symbolism is all there to kind of represent their things. But it just... uh is curious like Templar praise them it, it in in talking about the eclipse of it all um and then somebody said in chat earlier but it was so far back I didn't want to bring it that people say that Jesus was uh crucified on an eclipse mm-hmm. I wonder if that's mm. true is it depicted mm. in artwork it's mm. it's says it in the that the sun went black the sun went dark uh, so yeah. yeah it says it in the bible and uh, the cozy crone, she said that they hunt them all down successfully with even like the Templars. Don't we have that same thing with the witch hunts? Did they set heck, you know, why do they keep wanting to off these whole crusades of people and then like recreate the story of what they used to be? And so if there was a bloodline they were trying to protect, because a lot of people will link the Templars to the Knights of the Round Table and King Arthur, if there was a bloodline that the Round Table was trying to protect and all agreed upon, what bloodline was it? And so then it's like, oh, because obviously the royals care about their bloodlines. Obviously they care about drinking our blood. Hey, am I right, Hillary? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Cheers. <laughs> Brilliant. All is Prague and love and war. <laughs> Brilliant. Hey, Michelle. Yes. Rock stars always have. Have you ever seen those? charts or I, I think Rolling Stone did one like years ago of rock stars that have body counts. Okay. Like body counts in the way that we were talking about before, like <laughs> sexual partners. Well, no. Well, there's those, those lists too. I'm sure. <laughs> now I'm confused. There's Stone. all these. I know. Wait, sure 
Was I just being a pervert and thinking body counts in a different way? <laughs> no, I brought it up. I brought it up. Killers. Like, we all know you're the humper. Like, yes, because it's different vernacular for the younger crowd. Like, body count does mean the sexual. I like that. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. I'm glad I know that now. Just moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going like, to say it always is going to mean because uh, I was going to be like body no, count, like blood on their it. hands. And then I'm like, hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Rock stars that have killed people. Okay. Uh, lay it on me. Well, I, the only one I really <laughs> researched was I, I was just thinking about it because the only one I looked at was the killer was Jerry Lee Lewis, you know? As a kid, I fucking loved Jerry Lee Lewis, man. He was like the crazy ass uh, chair kicking uh, rockabilly guy to me when I was a kid. I was like, God, I love that dude. He and loved he, kids too. He like got <laughs> seven times, and four of his wives were like killed, died mysteriously. And uh, like his first wife was 13 years old. And she yeah. came up dead. Yeah. What's that? Wow. And, and she came up dead 13. and she was 13. Uh, no, no, no. She, oh, I think oh. she's, but um, his other wives like mysteriously died and his son died also mysteriously in a car wreck. And I don't know, man, he got, but. That sounds a lot like Keanu Reeves, like if you're, all the people around him dead. If you're into <laughs> rock and roll documentaries, like there mm -hmm. is outtakes on youtube for the hail hail rock and roll for the chuck berry documentary but the outtakes are the ones you want to see is is uh jerry lee lewis getting drunk on the air and smoking a pipe and he's talking about getting with colored women and and then he's like realizing he was being taped and shit and then he just keeps drinking and it just gets worse. But he admits in that interview that he was the person that started Paola. That when Dick Clark um, banned his records because of the 13 year old thing, because he got banned in Europe, right? They sent him home um, on his tour when they found out his wife was 13 years old, like Europe frowned on him they all canceled on him he had to come home so after that he got blackballed everywhere and nobody would play his records dick clark stopped playing his records so he started paying everybody else alan freed number one he just kept funneling money to to uh to alan freed which some of that money probably came from his moonshiner uh mafia ties so um man that just dude is go watch those interviews are fucking crazy and he's fucking billy graham's cousin first cousin and they show up right at the right at the right time like he's the anti-elvis you know the uh. white blonde haired like rebellious he's kind of like the sex sex pistols kind of like disturbance kind of thing and in music like this was the like it <clears throat> rock and roll was okay but it needed that rebellion 
like kicking the ass of a some sort of psychopath and that was jerry lee lewis i was just gonna say p diddy jenny g killed his wife <laughs> killed his yeah wife. they're all over the place dude rock stars are are and many dude, others there's people to be around i'm just saying lady gaga <laughs> mm -hmm. wasn't she there when her friend suicided herself supposedly yeah. Mm -hmm. Wasn't one of the Olsen twins just like the first one on the scene before the fuzz when Heath Ledger died? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Brittany Murphy, too, who was there or something like that? Mm, I don't think hers. Her, no? She died of pneumonia. And then her partner, her husband, I don't know if it was her husband or not, he dies of pneumonia. And then their best friend dies of a pneumonia. In Brittany's but they were, apartment. No, it was a house that she lived in at one time. They both owned it at separate times. Uh -huh, yeah. And yeah, different Britney, same house. Mm -hmm. And uh, her, um, they uh, supposedly Britney Murphy's man and his friend that both died of pneumonia. Uh, or, you know, it's so weird, the pneumonia thing too, because all the symptoms are very similar to like how the people died in respirators and shit. Um, but uh they were doing a film on 9-11, supposedly. Hmm. Supposedly. Hmm. But Selena, she was a sacrifice. Selena, a moon goddess. Selena, like Diana, uh -huh. both died on a 31. Both died uh -huh. on the 31st of a month. Uh-huh. I think her father did it, but I'm just saying. I think it's bigger than that. I think Selena was actually one of those people like Diana or like an MJ where past politics and past borders, they can bring people together. Mm -hmm. So like Selena had more power with South America and with Mexico than probably with Mexico than any, she could have stopped a war with a finger, with a pin drop. Like yeah. she had more power than um, they want people to have. And I think Diana was one of those same energies. She yeah. was carrying more power than the crown. That was not allowed to happen. That was not allowed to exist. So I just think Selena is one of those really untapped conspiracies that she was like, huge powerful thing about to unfold and, oh yeah and even being tex-mex being texas like american born and uh that would have been a huge gig yeah. very intelligent girl yeah very smart beautiful um, shit at all yeah and she just won her grammy selena i better face tasted like tex-mex you what my I better face tasted like Bex Max. <laughs> I could fall. And that's not even, that's just American shit. But I'll sing Selena in Spanish and I don't even know all the words that I'm singing. <laughs> what about the 27 Club? <laughs> oh, yeah. You think anyone so, really killed themselves? Or you think they're all sacrifices? Janice. Well, Jim, what if it's the whole her. idea of like the crossroads thing where you make a contract at the crossroads and you have 10 years? Mm. So say you do it at 17, they'll give you to 27. Huh. 
lot of that could I, be. I've been thinking about the crossroads things a lot since I live where I live, like where the crossroads of the railroad tracks are, you know, and then like kind a lot of, of the, the whole country. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the, a lot of the businesses here are called the crossroads. And I'm like, you know, this is fucking weird. Like this would probably be the place you go to make a contract. And don't they tell you when you die, it's your like, meet me at the crossroads, yeah. crossroads, meet me at the crossroads. Oh. <laughs> Layla. Weird things happening. I'm, I'm sorry. What, what was it? I think your mic's on or something. Is it? Or your YouTube volume. Or what happened? Phone. I just feel like everybody disappeared. Yeah. Does this not lost. work? Does, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still yeah. hear you. So yeah, the whole time. This doesn't mute. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's just light now. The light on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Everything's glitching today, huh? All right. <laughs> sorry, Bill. Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> that's all right. Let me you must be using Windows devices. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm better. I'm better now. Hilarious. I freaking agree. I think Brittany Murphy is a yeah. whole episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Andy. <laughs> Just saying, Andy. <laughs> um, but now uh, you're muted, Layla. Okay. Good, 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 good. Okay. Good. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? Am I, is my, did my sound cut off? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, am I glitchy now? I'm curious too, because I'm like, where did I know? I'm like, are we Michelle still alive? Yeah. Okay, everything's still fine on the technical end of it. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> My dad's passed away, but he was so bad at mechanical stuff. And so this would be a stream if he were running it. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> it's like oh geez okay what else do i have going on on my killer list i knew we were going to talk about the knights of the templar i thought it was interesting that 13 was a lucky number and in uh norse and celtic and then in tibet it's a holy number hmm. oh yay mm -mm 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 -mm. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> is okay. Is Michelle here yet? I think I need some uh, age, um, age chrome. Be right, be right back. You need some age chrome. Yeah. I need some age. Okay. Is everything okay? I Hillary, so. did you have to set up your VPN? <laughs> <laughs> that might have been a good idea. <laughs> um, I uh, also have a really dope friend named Philip, and he's going to come hang out with us one night. And so I kind of felt like I was cheating at because I just had the word ahead of time. And then he just sent, sent me random facts throughout the week. And one of the things that I'm like, Oh, and I think it's so interesting that is that soap operas used to be called, uh, cereals. All right. And so then we end up with serial killers and cereal spelled the same way. Cause we have soap 
operas, which were made to sell soap. They were like big soap commercials for the people that would buy them. So cereals, it was never spelled like cereal. Because you would think, take me away. Yeah, or you'd think they'd make (laughs) it to sell cereal, but they never did that. So it was spelt like serial killer. So I just always thought that was like an episodic crime show. And so we get this like episodic killers that come out all of a sudden. I don't know. Like any of the ones with the whether it's Ted Bundy or Son of Sam or any of this stuff, it's like we have serial killers that they tell us about through history that they're like, this is the first serial killer. But then it became like these people to like kind of lock down parts of the country or change political things or get it. They become this like heavy wave of, I don't know, another weird one of all the serial killers, the DC sniper. Remember that weird thing? Yeah. Yeah. Was that the one where they shot it? They were shooting out of their trunk. They had like a yep. yeah. set up, it was, like hollowed out their car. It was almost like the setup for like starting to set up the word terrorism for us. Like, cause we have, we mm-hmm. have like nine 11, we have the DC sniper. Like they keep having to push these like extremist ideas on that. This word terrorist, because we have to believe in the word terrorist. It's this invisible enemy. It's the same as going to war with obesity or going to war with drugs. We have to go to war with, or going to, war with corona uh we have to go to war with these invisible enemies so they have to create a word terrorist that they know they're going to use later on come january 6th they know because alex jones told us they're going to use patriots and they're going to be the new terrorists and so it's like they have to like slowly get people to believe in this thing so then they can turn the thing and make it look at we got the homegrown we got the oklahoma city and we got all this stuff we got homegrown terrorism and so then any militias it's like probably all a slow law so they're like look at so we can get rid of these things you don't want state-run militias you want to give us your guns because school shootings you don't want you don't want guns to get into those baskets of deplorables yeah, bunch of deplorables. <laughs> like, because what do they need a well-armed militia for? Well, and you notice outside of, I guess, Ted Bundy, arguably, but usually when you say serial killer, you just mean poor serial killer. Because, like, the rich serial killers kind of get away with it. I know, but wasn't Ted Bundy a politician? Or wasn't he a Democratic politician or something? I think related to. I feel like he was, like, a young, he was, like, being groomed for politics but maybe just didn't make it. Maybe his um, Beetle wasn't a nice enough car. Well, he was very attractive. So that would make sense. I mean, he would definitely be like the women's choice. (laughs) You know what I mean? Doesn't it seem like he isn't that attractive? They just tried to sell us that idea by calling him so attractive. Like JFK. I don't know. I look at his old pictures and he looked pretty attractive, I think. Like, yeah, just to, like if JFK. you look at him compared to like John Wayne Gacy, if JFK wasn't attractive, I'm sorry. I, I totally <laughs> think that is weird that they thought that. Was our, I've had but, to draw his face a lot. He had some weird, like, googly eyes going on. <laughs> like, they, they were like popping out of his skull and not in the way that was I that, usually like. Was that? <laughs> But John F. Kennedy Jr. was hubba hubba. 
Don't you think he was hot? What? No? He's coming. Oh, he's coming back. He's still alive. He maybe he'll be the speaker of the house. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> that would be wild times. <laughs> that would be wild times. That would be biblical. Um. Oh, I. So Philip also sent me that Ted Bundy's car. The lead singer of Corn owns it now. The fuck. Oh. Well, excuse me. <laughs> Do you know what kind of car it is? A beetle. A Volkswagen ah. beetle, I think. Huh. Jonathan yeah. Davis, eh? Davis. <laughs> oh, huh. see, I didn't know who it was. Yeah. yeah, there was a big resurgence of like new metal too with younger kids. There yeah, was, like, what's with that happening? Last year. Like, yeah, I think and the Deftones, like these kids are like, oh my God. And I they're know. going through their whole discography and stuff. And it's kind of cool to see because I like the Deftones, but it's interesting that it's like coming back. So, and see, even like the Janko kind of like skater style, I've seen kids like back getting back into that i was like whoa that's what i know that i'm like getting older yeah because right? <laughs> that's what i was all about like yes this shit's awesome like the bigger the better on the jeans and stuff like they all wide and shit like that skater kind of stuff but you can't skate in that stuff it's really funny you can't like skate <laughs> in the big like floppy jeans you could but you know it's better off if they're skinny so it's really funny how like fashion and the fashion industry molds what society does and like how you actually think something looks by just the fashion of it but functionality wise it's like actually not that functional hmm. i like the the long island serial killer topic and the whole um what's his face radio show guy Howard oh wait Stern. oh the long tell me about this Howard Stern had a whole podcast talking about exactly who the fucking Long Island serial killer is from what kind of car he drove to what kind of job, how he looked, uh, where he lived around. And he's like, my guess is that this guy works at the, I don't know what the hell his occupation was. Um, and that he's a big guy and he's probably this and that. And it for every detail that he said about the killer, the actual killer that they caught fit every description that Howard Stern said. Fucking mind-blowing. Howard Stern's yeah. from Roosevelt, Long Island. I wonder. And also a weird thing, <laughs> Howard Stern's like one of my rabbit holes. His favorite meal, and he repeats it all the time to Robin. Chicken and it never pie. meant anything. Yes, it never meant anything for years and years and years and years that I listened to him repeat this meal. And now, knowing everything I know, well, it's chicken parmesan. And he orders it, and he tells Robin this specifically every time. And she's even like, Howard, I know your meal. I don't want to hear it anymore. He's like, Robin, I have to tell you. I'm trying to be good on my diet. I order pasta, and I throw half the pasta away. And I get my chicken parmesan and i peel the skin off my chicken parmesan well howard you know you can order that chicken without the skin robin stop i like the flavor just let me do it this way so then listen i peel all the skin off the chicken parmesan and i scrape half the pasta into the trash and this is how i eat my meal and he has to explain it and this is how I think he orders his adrenochrome. Huh. 
<laughs> I think he's out every time we have to hear him go through this thing. I think Beth O is a high witch. You see a switch in Howard when he comes out with his movie. His movie is called uh, like Private Parts. Um, he comes out with Private Parts. His next movie, Miss America. All the, the person who makes his movie, it's all linked into Hollywood. All of him gets sold. He leaves his wife. He ends up with Beth O. She's a high witch. And everything changes. All of a sudden, they start collecting these cats and doing all this cat stuff, which I really believe the reason the elite always try to save animals is because karmically they're trying to fix some shit that they're doing on the mm, off end of human. Yeah. And so all their animals, if you look at Howard and Bess animals, it's all like one-eyed cats and maimed animals all the time that they're rescuing. And she puts them all over her Instagram. And then what I started to notice when I really started to go into a lot of Hellenistic symbolism is because I started to look in the backgrounds of all of their houses. So on Instagram, this is what I used to do on the Conspiracy Chicken too much back when I was anonymous. <laughs> on Instagram, I would follow all these celebrities. And then the background, it's what they had on their shelves that fucking mattered. I didn't care what was going on on the mic. And so I would still shot it and look at look up their art and look up their shit and look up their so Hellenistic stuff and that whole religion. I only found out about it and went down that rabbit hole because of Howard Stern and Beth O and everything they had in their house. And so then I'm like, like, oh, this shit's real. Like, and then I started looking at all the people they're hanging out with, and it's all like Bruce Springsteen and you know Rachel Ray, which Rachel Ray is an Oprah. Like, we would never know about H Rachel Ray without Oprah. She's another Oprah girl. So it's like the Howard Stern rabbit hole. All these celebrities, his vacations, his best friend's Jimmy Kimmel. He vacations with Jennifer Aniston. Like, there's no, he's not a normal guy. They, he was going to run for office one time, but they wanted to look at his taxes. And he was like, nope. So Howard Stern rabbit hole. Yeah, he's my buddy. <laughs> Murderer. Buddy of mine. Interesting. There, there's a, a Long Island rabbit hole here, too, because I think Long Island has, like, the highest capita of serial killers out of other areas in the in the country. No. It's also where Amityville is at, um, right by this the same um, beach murders. And on the far end of that exact same inlet is is um, Camp Hero, which is where Project Montauk, Stranger Things, all of that. And, you know, just off the shoot from there, you've got Plum Island, which is where they were apparently doing like some sort of animal experimental testing where the Montauk monster maybe came from if it wasn't just like a swollen beaver. That, ticks. Like, the water right the, the lyme so, disease with ticks, the lyme man. disease like maybe yeah the, the maybe that came from some kind of like uh uncontrolled you know bat deer <laughs> hybrid experiment that was going on it could have been a parasite too like created like a parasite so it would like mm. take over maybe yeah just a thought that's what comes to me vril yeah, yeah. Ooh, vril i have love the real rabbit hole been noticing people in their eye like fucked up eyes, like this thing no. going around with random cases of their eye being fucked up. This is maybe like the third or fourth customer that I've had come in talking about their eye. I mean, just looking Describe at their Describe the fuck it up it. Like what it's, is, it's like, <laughs> fuck it up it, are we looking, are we talking about? It's pretty bad. The, when, the, when this customer walks in, you're like, ah. Uh. Is yeah, your just by looking me. at it, <laughs> you, your eyes will tear. It's okay. like pussy, swollen, red inside, and this is the third, no, fourth customer that I've had 
the same issue with well, I didn't have the issue, but they had the issue. And it's just like, is this some kind of weird parasitic, um, my technology, um, you know, containing some kind of, and it's causing some kind of problem in the eye? Your skin is also an organ. And so everywhere around your eye too, your eyelids are like, I always, this is so crazy. And this is such my lesbian brain. So tell me if I'm wrong. And not that I haven't had the experience in my life, but it's so far away to being this where I compare everything. I just, your eyelid skin is soft like ball skin. That's what I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> this is in my lesbian brain. I don't know if that's true or not. I just imagine balls to be like soft skinned. Like that's why I don't like when my other guy friends hurt my other guy friends balls. I just am like, stop hitting him in the eyelids. <laughs> In my lesbian head, because it just seems really soft skin, <laughs> like and I don't other, know, all the other stuff in there. So I would say that's accurate. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I think it's close. I really it's like, do. That's yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> it's like so soft. So I just think your skin is an organ too. Everybody's been shooting themselves up with shit for however long and everybody's taken hits in the heart and hits in the lungs and hits in the spleens and hits in the liver and hits in the, your skin's going to take shit too. So I feel like the amount of rashes and the amount of crusty weird things or even if somebody think of how many times maybe you accidentally do get some particle of shit in your eye. But your body's usually strong enough to fight it off. Your immune system just blinks and blinks and your tears get rid of it and everything's fine. But if your immune system's low, your ass will get pink eye. And so it's like, I just think we could be looking at everybody walking around with a super low immune system. I don't know. I, I'm I thinking that. that's, you know, like the whole MK Ultron, the, the, you know, the left eye club. And it's literally the left eye that people are coming in and like, oh, my God, my eye, my eye, my eye. And I had this one customer had his whole eye taken out. What? Yeah, his whole eye was taken out. And he was because of the rash. What did he have put in it? Boost. Huh? If you had your eye taken out and it, you weren't allowed to get an eyeball put in it, patched up. Right I know, but let's just for shits and giggles, uh -huh. we all have to lose an eye and we have to get our eyeball replaced with something not an eye. Hmm. What do you get? Drugs. <laughs> an eight ball? Just yeah. an eight ball. I've, I've always wanted to like hollow out a part of my body just so I've always got to place the stash. <laughs> would you want a zipper in there or like a fake like a magnet shut like yeah like a little drawer or something that you could like pull out and put back in oh like my god you, know, ring, wooden you get at the craft oh, fairs and you have to like can it look like one piece out and then the other piece yeah i would either remember get those mouths that you squeeze in the 70s and they were changed <laughs> wallets coin pouch yeah <laughs> i would get a golden ball or a, a mirrored eye like yeah, a mirrored eye, like in, oh, look right yeah. back at him. Uh huh. Like a mirrored the eye. Last action hero where you had the smiley face. Mm. That's what about a mirrored ball eye, like mm. a disco ball? <laughs> and it spin around all the Love time. The cocaine, they hate you in summer down here, man. You open your eyeball and you. <laughs> 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 I see you thinking, Doctor Fauci. <laughs> oh, I was thinking labyrinth. What are those balls called that they I've seen on TV? You know, and then labyrinth where you sit in there, like using the glass mirrored balls. 
same. Or a glass ball. Or, or imagine just getting a ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> no, like thank you. Sack. Not on my face. <laughs> that I would you rather you have? have would you that. rather have eyelids for balls head. or balls <laughs> for <laughs> eyelids? <laughs> That's like people who have to like get their big toes sewn on for their thumb. Oh shit. <laughs> Michelle, do you have something else other than an eyeball that you would replace? Oh my well, god. You know, the first thing that came to my mind was fucking nutmeg. I don't know why. You would put nutmeg in your eye. Oh my god, nutmeg, man. That might mean something spiritual. Hold on. I know. I well, feel 47. Like, yeah, I think let's find out. That was so the first thing that came to my mind, so I might as well say it. But then I thought of an obsidian, like a, a sphere yeah. of obsidian. That'd, That'd be, be pretty, pretty trippy. That'd yeah. be cool. I'd like that. I would like it's a it's a hallucinogen. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is. What's that? Nutmeg, Nutmeg is a hallucinogen. Oh yeah. See, I've heard about this and I've heard people like will try and smoke it and stuff and whatever. No, but you I can't wonder... smoke it. But uh you... I, I ate like 30 grams of it once. What happened? I it felt like I was drunk for about two and a half days. Really? Wow. Oh. It's, a, it's also highly toxic, by the way. Yeah. What did you feel in your in your uh, body? Was like, what was your temperature like? Did you feel like energy or? It was like thirteen, and I was already going through like puberty and a hard time. So I don't know. It all just kind of like mixed together. Gotcha. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if you could make a tincture of nutmeg and then take it, and then you could like regulate the dose or something like that. It could be the That's new like uh, pumpkin spice craze. There you go. So <laughs> it is just a promote, few drops. Yeah. <laughs> promotes insight, intuition, and spiritual growth. Ah. You know well, how that Stevie... would make sense for an eye. That would be a good eye. <laughs> oh, that'd be a good you know how Stevie Nicks had like um she would have somebody blow cocaine up her butt because she ruined her nose cartilage so she could no longer take cocaine. So she like have had someone travel with her to like do this for her that's crazy wow. and there's like you know people will in college like dudes will butt chug and they'll put a funnel in their butthole and then like pour a beer in it and then no. drink it with their butt and they'll get really drunk that's so I've, heard the I've never one. heard of this. i heard a tampon one too girls will soak their tampon with alcohol and then get drunk that way so what i was thinking is maybe if you had a hollowed out eye that could just be like your like or your extra like <laughs> you wouldn't have to hire somebody to do your nutmeg and be like i can't snort this i can't swallow it i'll just put it right in my eye shut yeah. it yeah magnet in my eye and it'll just go where it needs to go I mean, you could take your vitamins that way yeah <laughs> if skin is an organ why can't we just rub shit on us and like get high you can you can you yeah can? Yeah, oh, yeah, they even tell you if you ever paint yourself, you have to leave a spot of your body open because you'll suffocate yourself. Like if you cover your whole skin with paint, you have to leave a part open because you will actually suffocate yourself. Fucking nuts. Whoa. So what, what happened to the guy at, in uh, uh, Wizard of Oz, right? The Tin Man guy. Uh, Buddy Ebsen was the original Tin Man and he, <clears throat> the the makeup the tin makeup wouldn't let him breathe and he like got really fucking sick huh. and he had, well, he had to fall out and then the other guy came 
that's how I have. You know what's coming into mind right now? That video or psyop of the artificial uh, bodies that were in plastic, um, how they were displaying them. How could they keep those bodies in there covered in plastic then? The... You guys seen that video? Like it came out years ago about like those, um, I guess, selling of clones. And they had um, a whole video on this um, showing that you can buy your clone and it comes packaged like a fucking, um, I don't know, a piece of steak, you know, and it's like a huge body inside of a fucking packaged plastic. You guys never seen it? Are we talking I've seen about, the like, Black Mirror. No, this is an actual like fucking clip that I don't know if it was like a conspiracy clip or something, but it was an actual clip of this um, clone body type buy your own type clone. And they were showing these bodies and fucking huge Ziploc bags and shit with tubes coming out of it. I don't. That sounds like a Black Mirror episode. It's not Black Mirror. And <laughs> it sounds like it's mixed with Dolly the Sheep. Huh. Yeah, it looked like that. Like like a human inside a plastic. Yeah. It was so crazy. And you see people going up to the like little pouches, touching them, and they're like all fascinated. Oh my god, that's a real body in there. Oh my god. Would you be able to kill your clone? Ooh. Would killing your clone oh. be murder? <sighs> um, depends if they harmed anyone I love. Probably, then I would kill it. Like, if it killed my mom, I'd kill it. Like, bitch, fuck you. <laughs> like, but to just take away who about any of that. What uh -huh. it, morally is it murder to kill a clone in general? Maybe it's not even your clone, Ooh, but that's a good question. I just feel like if it's your clone, it's like your clone. It seems like a little more would it be suicide, says Becky. Oh, shit. <laughs> whoa holy shit <laughs> that blew my mind if you kill your clone is it suicide you're killing yourself but you're not yourself essentially you kind of are though you know but you are but you're responsible really you. for yourself because yeah. I feel like my clone would just kill themselves somehow <laughs> probably mine too honestly <laughs> I feel like if anyone had to walk up in here, <laughs> they might go. at this point, like, bro, really? Nah, I'm out. <laughs> you know how like um an organized mess, like if you guys I mean, right now this room looks very organized, but it's just like if I looked at anybody else's filing system and we all spoke different languages, that's what I feel like being in somebody else's head would be like. <laughs> it would just be like chaos. Yeah. I don't know. Killing your clone. To, would I be able to do that? Kill your clone? Well, here was the other question that I feel like it was last week. Um, and I don't remember your answer, but maybe it's similar. Would you have sex with your clone? Yes. <laughs> so you'd have work. sex with your clone quick. So is all fair in love and war. <laughs> so could you kill your clone? <laughs> No, because I'm fucking awesome. Why would I want to kill myself, dude? Like, nah. 
I'm not killing any version of me. Let them be 17 million of me out there. I don't care. I would love that. More me, more beautiful world. <laughs> <laughs> Billy G. <laughs> True <Billie> words. <laughs> Got my boobs. My man boobs. <laughs> my moobs. My boobs. My boobs. <laughs> Billy G's got a body on him. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, do you guys know anything about John Wayne Gacy? I know he, he would bury the, the bodies in his own house, like under the floorboards, right? Yeah, I just didn't know that he also like hung out with, like got a photo op with Rosalind Carter. <laughs> and I, I was like, huh, that's hella interesting because everybody always is like thinks Jimmy Carter is such a harmless president. And I like to think these presidents that are kind of like the harmless ones. Um, are they harmless? Like Jimmy Carter, or like Al Gore, uh, or do they just, or Bush junior or senior is a one-term president. Like these ones that we don't ever like look back at too much. Or are they like the darkest mofos? I don't know. So Jimmy Carter is always like this rabbit hole. I always go down like part of the way. He also like Joe Biden is supposed to speak at his funeral when he dies. And he was one of those weird names they put up for us while they were painting this statue gold again in Georgia. And it was kind of right after or around the Georgia Guidestones, actually, when they um, were destroyed. I feel like that they started to like prep us for the Jimmy Carter death, but he's still not dead. So I'm like, what are they saving this for? Cause I just do think they do everything on dates. I, I want to really know is what do they get? What? Like, I don't want to know. Like, I really don't want to know, but like, I kind of want to know like what the fuck goes on with a human being while they're killing somebody. What, how do they feel after and in the long run does it do anything to them are they feeling some sort of pleasure are they gaining some kind of life force is there something magical that happens behind all of that if they're doing it in a serial killer style and they keep going and, and there's no remorse i don't want to say something is wrong because obviously something's wrong but there's something else there like what, you know, like I want to know, but I don't want to know because the way, you know, is actually becoming a killer and I don't want to become a killer to know, but <laughs> you know, yeah, well, I, yeah go, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Cheney. Go ahead. Oh, I was just thinking there's so many different kinds of killings like right. and passion killings and all those kind of things are so different or even like killing killing because somebody hurt something you love than the idea of a serial killer. Like, I don't know how much of us are pushed to this idea of killing, but I don't think serial killers are real. Why serial? That's what I was started to look into, but then <laughs> the soap opera thing kind of blew my mind. Like it made me feel like, are they giving us an episodic murder? You're getting, it's more than one. So you can tune in every week to the news in your local town and follow it or get the fear wave of it, like War of the Worlds. I don't know. I get that. But there's something that goes, there has to be something that goes on within a human when they're doing whatever they're doing. Like, 
you can hear in that so so-called Podesta video these little kids crying and screaming while he's doing whatever he's doing to them, and they're like ah, like loving it, and it's like I don't understand that I don't want to understand that, but that's just a little little piece, little taste of what actually goes on behind closed doors. They talk about the other guy, Kevin Spacey, like he's the worst of the worst of them. Like people don't even want to be around him when they're on um, our friend, our friend's island. Yeah. I don't know. They, they don't I sometimes to- feel like what news do we trust? So it's like these perverts that rip faces off kids are like he's too bad he's too gross for even us (laughs) i'm like i don't know it just seems like different versions of like just like a tie in the knot it's like how uh blackrock owns vanguard and vanguard owns blackrock (laughs) it's just Mm -hmm. like somewhere it's like dead ends me at different shadow operations maybe on each other i i think that the i mean not to be too crude as hillary clinton here but it's almost like you go to a sushi restaurant right and if you're a brand new newcomer you don't get like the chef's exotic special that's got like you know like like the um like the the sea urchin and like the the shrimp and like there's there's things that usually have to work yourself up to and i think that that might be part of it so mm-hmm. once you kind of like have tried all of the the yellowtail and you've tried the tuna over and over and over again eventually it's like i'm gonna try that sea urchin this time and i think that might be the difference where um you might have some kind of like psychos where they're just kind of experimenting again and it's and in my opinion it's usually like the poor serial killers if you're a rich serial killer like you can actually afford to go to like the equivalent of a really nice sushi place and, and not just like the expensive place in town. I'm talking about when like 20 people get together and, you know, give a a restaurant like 30 grand to have an all night, all course meal. Like it's a private event just for them. Um, And usually there's, you know, ping pong and music there involved. (laughs) Ping pong. What do you think, Michelle? (laughs) If you want to chime in on any of this. (laughs) No. Yeah. You know, I think that with the serial killer thing, and the reaction and what they do, it's like an emotional based thing. So it like really depends a lot on their childhood. That's what I've learned, like studying some of them. You know, a lot of them have pretty undesirable things happen during childhood, whether it be abuse or abandonment or, you know, whatever, being in juvie and then in jail and prison all the way up until you're like in your thirties or something, you know, you like grow up in the institution basically. So I think there's like big emotional aspects to it. And I think like, uh, I think a lot of it is control because maybe at some point in their life, they felt like they didn't have control or someone told them they didn't have control or something like that, you know, and there could be like compartmentalization shit. That's what I think of with it. That's why I think if it's MK Ultra stuff, it would work so well because you're working with somebody who's gone through massive trauma and that's when you can like get into someone's subconscious and you can program them in different ways. That's why they torture people and do all sorts of weird shit to do experiments and crack open the consciousness with drugs or like whatever. So, so that's what I think of when I think of this kind of stuff. So do you think that some do it for pleasure and some actually do it for ritual magic and to gain something? Yeah, um, I could see the case for both, for, for sure. Money. Some sell body parts, some 
is it just uh, just a whole realm in itself? That whole fucking realm. It's just like different compartmentalization. Yeah, different levels of perversion. Different yeah. levels. I think some things like deities come into, but some things are just like puppets for the deities. And some energies of different gods that you look up, they don't crave blood. Some of them crave fame. Some of them crave like acknowledgement. Some of them want their name written everywhere. Some of them want a day named after them. Yeah. <laughs> like, very true. Very I true. think there's all sorts of levels to uh, energies that maybe exist in this realm that people think. I mean, the Zodiac Killer was interesting. Um, but yeah. then you don't know how much of that is like you look into the serial killers psyche a little bit with how some of them had um, the way they would communicate with the police because this is another thing that they all put on them is they want the accolades for this eventually. Like they want somebody to know their face eventually. So I always think it's funny how the serial killers always become like, boom, we see their face everywhere. Netflix documentaries, this, that, the other thing. But when there's a school shooter, every time they're like, we don't want to show you their picture. They always like play that dance with us for a few hours. We don't want to give an honor and hand a school shooter until one of them releases it. And then they're all like, hurry up, put that out. Yeah. But the serial killers, they're like, look at these hunks. This is such a good-looking serial killer. What's the fascination? Why do they always have, like, girlfriends? And how do these serial killers rope people in from, from uh, like, Charlie Manson's been married, right? Yeah, I'm pretty how sure he times? was married. And then he had multiple children, so, you know, that, so they say, with a lot of the uh, women that were around. But I think Charlie was, like... A, kind of like he was a pimp and a criminal and he was running drugs and uh, weapons and automobiles and I think he was hooked up with the mafia somehow but I think he was like maybe uh, not like an errand boy for the mafia but that kind of thing where and he kind of ended up being that for the system for the CIA for the FBI you know for the whole like the legal system of the of our country you know, the judicial system. Sorry, excuse me. Juji judicial. Yeah. <laughs> judicial no. There you go. Judy. Yeah. <laughs> that damn Judy system. You know, who was no. <clears throat> who I found was uh, involved was uh, Angela Lansbury's daughter or son was one of Charlie's followers or something. And she had to come back to back to LA to rescue her and take her out of the country or something. Have you heard this story? Yeah. Cause she's the one that was in uh what's the show. She was like a super famous show. Back murder. In the she day. wrote murder. She wrote. Yeah. Murder. She wrote. Yes. Yeah. Totally. The original gas later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she Dude. also has bed knobs and broomsticks. That's right. Oh. The, one of the only Disney movies that have uh, the H guy. Are all killers a product? A little mustache. Are all killers a product of trauma? Are all of them a product of trauma? I don't know if you could say all. I don't know, but I think like quite a bit of it could influence it. But we, you know, but it's I don't everybody, know. Though. Right, we all have trauma, you know. So I think it's also how the person deals with it, or like what tools they have, or that what they've developed 
you know, to deal with something like that. It's like, okay. it, it's like all how you react to something, right? It's like not actually the situation. It's usually how do you react to it? And then that will kind of like open up the doors for other opportunities kind of thing. That's how I feel about it. Or is it abuse? Not trauma or abuse. I don't think the word is right. I know there's a perfect word for this. <sighs> it could even be neglect, you know, just... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so neglect is probably the top form of abuse that doesn't even get treated because it's the hardest thing to or it's the hardest thing to prove. So, what is it in a person that will make them want them to like kill? Because I've been traumatized, but I don't want to kill anything. <laughs> I've been abused, but I don't want to kill anything. I don't know. I knew a boy when I was younger who froze his cat. Like I know for a fact he's like grown up to be. <laughs> he's gonna murder people. Uh -huh. Damn. His brother told me about it. And it's like like when he called him out, it was like, no, don't tell her that. And I was like, oh my God, froze your cat. And he was like, Yeah. Um it's weird. That's brutal. Yeah. Can and you... it, well, he he had explained though, he said that, well, it was an accident. I didn't mean to. And I'm like, what was the accident part? That it died? <laughs> like, how do you accidentally put your cat in a freezer? Wow. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Do you think, you know, nature, nurture, do you think kids could be born killers? Like natural born killers? Hell yeah. Like mm -hmm. that killer instinct. I don't know if you guys seen the movie Natural Born Killers with Woody Harrelson. It's It was supposed to be a Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh, he was supposed to direct it too. But Oliver Stone, you know, was a bigger name in like the script. So ends up taking it and Oliver stones it up. And so I always wonder what kind of movie it would have been in Quentin's hands. Like I almost oh, wish yeah. he would have taken one more shot. I would love if he remade that movie the way he saw it. Uh, I will yeah. say this. I think kids are born pure. Unless you're taking my medicine and injecting them the day they're born, then you're going to think they're born that way and psychotic and whatever. So how about we just not vaccinate our children for a little while and just see how your child turns out? Because I feel like this guy right here biggest problem of the world pharmakia this black sorcery shit is what's poisoning people's hearts minds and souls and changing their dna and changing their existence and who they are as an individual so i think that everyone's born pure with a pure heart and pure intentions and then shit comes and happens along the way get your booster you don't think anyone's born a predator i don't think so i think you're taught that I don't think, I think everything as a kid, you're in wonder, but then something happens where either your mom, your dad, somebody, uncle, cousin, neighbor, something traumatizes you and it makes you not want to, it changes you. It's influence. Nothing's free will. Really. Do you think that like, so even in the ritual of let's say we were both blackout drunk or I was a murderer or we just had no intention in our life in whatever way you want to mix that together. We can, we are still a hundred percent of the time going to have a pure vessel, even with bum DNA. You think? I don't well, know. The bum DNA would just be epigenetics. So it could have, okay. So that goes, gets into genetics versus epigenetics because genetics Really, we think that they're to blame for almost every disease and every everything that's wrong, or you know, it runs in my family. But it's not genetic. 
it has nothing to do with your genes. They're epigenetic markers. So it's something that one of your ancestors flicked on. It's a light switch that they turned on. That's a marker on a certain strand of your DNA that causes that to happen. So then it's on for the rest of the family until somebody does something to switch it off. Hmm. That's how epigenetics works. So almost every disease and almost every infliction and every bum knee that runs in the family, they're all epigenetic. They're not genetic. They're okay. not in your genes. What about this idea? Do you know how they say like a liger is bigger than a tiger or a lion because to breed them, it has to go so far back in the DNA where they would relate that it comes out with saber tooth size. So that makes a liger. Do you think, let's say I come from a long line of samurai and you come from a long line of knights and our people just in the last hundred years haven't had to use these skills, but we open up that in each other because we're so far apart. It has to go so far back in our bloodline. It has to liger. Mm. So a natural born killer instinct, does it always have to be a bad thing if you were protecting the losers of history? Yeah. Okay. So that would be, that would be more along the lines of natural born killer, but natural born killer can be good or bad depending on nature versus nurture. Nurture. Well, What's well, nurtured? have almost set up society to be deer. We assume ourselves as prey. We yeah. don't kill. But what if we have tigers amongst us where there aren't necessarily serial killers or they aren't soldiers or they aren't prisoners? What if there are people with natural instincts to kill that have to turn it off every day? Or there, it doesn't even have to be an instinct to kill, but what about not like being apathetic about it like where, if, like imagine if you you found your kid just like dissecting animals, and you have to tell them, "Hey, no, you don't do this," and or and they don't just cat. inherently think that it's a bad thing or feel bad about it yeah. when they hear something in pain or or like see the end results, because that that kind of thing exists too. Like it's not quite autism, but autism is sometimes an example of not taking social cues or like facial um, facial expressions, sometimes being nonverbal not having the the types of reactions that you'd expect normally if you just keep taking that farther and farther um like if you you know like the kid that's doing the dissections it might not be out of malice it might just be like oh i just wanted to see how this worked and then to me that's almost creepier because at least if there was like an intent you'd almost be able to peel back and find out the reason but if the reason is i was just curious how this bird worked so i took it apart you know what i mean like but, and it that feels function. way more realistic to me. <laughs> I think that probably like that discovery part where there are certain things that are put on us where like, we're like, that's weird in society. But would it have been weird a thousand years ago in a tribe if, or, you know, we're all Franklin eating doing it yeah. in his basement with bodies and everyone's like, oh, wow, it's, how did you draw the inside of this body? It's like. You don't trust know how many the bodies science. inside of. Trust the science. Yeah, trust the science. <laughs> so to my friend, Dr. Fauci over there, right? <laughs> Very accurate. It's in the name of science. Trust the science. Trust the science. 
Well, because you know, there's even the idea that um, a lot of us, yes, we all know we're being poisoned this as well. And this is another reason. Um, but that the people that were always the bigger ones in society would have been the ones, you know, a thousand years ago in the tribe that would have kept all of us survive because their instinct to feed would have been bigger than everybody else's in the tribe. And so they would have been like, no, we need more berries for the winter. No, we need more meat. No, we need to salt more stuff. We need to blank, 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 blank. They would have been the the cautious ones yeah. that would have led the hunts, that would have led the picking that then now we have no need for that because you just go to the store and everything. So quick, 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 quick. So it's like almost all these things now it could killing ever be the same as all these other things we consider bad or is that shall not kill because that's only a, a you know abrahamic thing um sometimes a killing's righteous and it's in the name of the betterment of the um herd and some right. i call to honestly if they're taking bodies that are dead and they're opening them up cool if they're already dead and you want to see how things work cool if it's dead already it's dead but if you're killing things that's different i i uh, that's how i view it killed versus death do it while it's dead i'm pretty sure that was life. that was benjamin franklin's excuse too for all the bodies they're already dead they're already dead um no, is mean, abby's typing yeah let me see Rink. <laughs> I was like, what is that sound? <laughs> oh, that is the <laughs> mine's mine's right by my it's the fingernails. <laughs> Doctor with Fal like loud Fauci's fingernails. <laughs> ASMR. I know. I was like, what is that? It's a like keyboard, but not when you have like to peck them out. <laughs> what were you talking about? <laughs> about um, dead bodies, so weird. death, life. I mean, dead or alive, killer. I mean, you can only figure out so much from a dead body, though. Like, one, like there was so many advances in science when they found uh, that they could make a fistula in the side of a cow and like stick things in it and see how they dissolved mm. and how it reacted to like the stomach acids. And the second the animal's dead. Like all of that doesn't really happen. Like those biological processes don't really happen the same way. And us being able to observe it in real time with a live animal it was like monumental. So, I mean, I, f I feel like too, that if you do it out of pleasure, it would be different out of doing it out of indifference. Right. But the killing is still the same. And when it comes down to like, like legal or moral issues, it always comes down to intent, but intent such a weird thing to me because it's like, if you intended to kill one person, is that worse than if you accidentally killed 10 people? Hmm. And, and morally and legally, usually the answer is yes. Yeah. Like if you, if you premeditated a murder versus you accidentally caused manslaughter 10 different times, it's, it's a completely different uh, sort of like stigma and a set of legal you know, ramifications that would come after you based on those two things. This is what I know. Dr. Fauci and I, for the past, I don't know how many years, have turned the United States into an insane asylum. Do you not see what's going on to our, to our country right now? Do you not see what's going on, guys? 
it's epigenetics everything is the pro this is this thing right here is the problem with everything it's the highest form of magic M aluminum mercury um cells of swine cells of a cow cells of a a fucking snake um xyz stir it all up you want to drink that motherfucker i will never but we inject that shit into us. We inject it into little newborn babies, vitamin K, right on the eyes. And then they wonder, why is my child not smiling anymore? Why is my child always cranky and crying? Is it okay screaming? to kill to eat? I mean, we do it. Yeah. We kill animals. Yeah, Some people do. Yeah. Some people consider it morally wrong. It kind of low-key is. They're still killing plants too, though. And plants are plants are alive. They're alive. They're yeah. still killing something. And they communicate you with eat each them. other. They're you smart. Eat them alive. If you eat raw vegetables, you're like literally eating it alive. And they don't want to be eaten, apparently. Supposedly, that's what they say. And honey might not want to be touched. Cows so are really hard to eat alive. So. so Wait, but how do you eat you an elephant? To, how do you, yeah, one bite at a time? <laughs> <laughs> so, this is just all a psyop, right? And they created all of this because the animal kingdom is not saying, Hey, God, am I allowed to eat that animal over there? And here we are saying, Oh my God, we're not allowed to eat this. Oh my God, God, this. Oh my God, God, that. Punish this, sin this. So, it's like, What's the truth here? Are we the most inorganic beings on this planet? Where do we come from? Where do we go? <laughs> Where do we come from? Where do we go? Where do we go? <laughs> like if everyone besides Michelle uh -huh. were in a room and you had five bullets and a gun, is that an in unjust killing? I'm Wait, confused. repeat that. So if Bill Gates and Jim mm -hmm. Jones and Hillary Clinton and Ted Kaczynski and Dr. Fauci are in a room and you have a gun with five bullets and is that unjust or is that better for the world? Are we playing Russian roulette? No, no, no. You oh. get to come in. You're the only one with a gun. You just get five clean shots. Is it better for the world? It is sometimes taking out one person better everything for the realm. Does the ends justify the means? Like sometimes is a killing just, or is this just an Abrahamic religion idea we have that thou shalt not kill? And so we can, we can say there are wrong killings, but we've gotten to a place with the law of mostly killing is a thing, but then we justify it for animals. We justify it for some research. We justify it for makeup. We justify it for pets in our home. We justify it to eat off of them every day, even if we're just milking their tits and taking their eggs. Like, and that's just the things with the beating hearts. Like we justify the things in the sea have a little bit less. The things in the sky have a little bit less sentience. And, you know, then we're like, oh, okay, um, we can eat Bill Gates meat. I don't know. It's like, at what point is the sentience of somehow with us? And then we allow something of the law, like some people like pedophiles. What do we do with them? Can we just, can we just kill them? Can we study them? Can we cut their brains open and study them? Like I'll some. Volunteer. 
Let's like, vaccinate them. I know, but this is the things that it's just like sometimes there's a whole bunch of philosophy set up around certain things in our world that that we just justify things in certain ways that are like comfortable to ourselves. But like if hypocrites. You, yeah, but if we took ourselves back, even the like maybe we shouldn't shouldn't eat meat. That might be okay if you don't live in the middle of the desert and the only thing your people can catch for a thousand years is lizards in the ground. Mm. And the only water they drink is from cactus and the only thing they get to give their whole entire people protein is that meat. So a lot of the times when people think of this idea of like veganism for the whole, well, that's fabulous, but there's a lot of people in the world that can't get that thing or they are like, we should all go on all meat diets like that Xanax addict that cries all the time. Um, we, we, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I'm like... We should all Jim Jordan Peterson, <laughs> Jordan Peterson. Like we should all go on meat diets. That's fantastic. But not everybody can get meat all the time. So I well, just think not maybe everyone should do anything all the time. And we're agreed. just judging each other on everything. Agreed. You do you. I'll do me. Good. But then is that true with killing? <laughs> there's an interesting dynamic maybe. on that specifically about, and then we can tie it into killing. Is that like when the, the movie Bambi came out, there was like a whole push to like stop killing deer, stop hunters from killing deer. And if you actually look into this, it's a, it's a such an interesting dynamic because deers really don't have any natural predators left. Like they used to get thinned out by wolves and, and other, you know, mountain lions and stuff. But now deer, the only real natural thing that, that calls out the herd are humans. So if you were to imagine that, Nobody kills another deer ever again. They don't get hit by cars. Hunters don't shoot them. Well, now these deer are going to start multiplying. And if they start multiplying, they eat a lot of, you know, produce. So if now if all of us are no longer eating deer and we're just eating produce, then we also have to share the produce with the deer and then the deer keep multiplying. So at a certain point, you really will be competing against the deer for all of your natural resources mm -hmm. and they'll out eat you and they'll keep reproducing way faster rate than you will. So, I mean, there's almost like a, like in a weird, horrible way, there's like a justification to like thin out the herd in ways. And that's, I mean, it's following nature in some aspect, but it people is. think that we're like above that. And there's also something too on a, on a, on a completely different tangent, but you were mentioning like, where's that line? Where's that line in terms of like time period? So everyone knows that if I cause someone to die within an hour or like within a second, right? That's murder. And if it happens within an hour, within a day, like I'm, con you know, I'm the reason that they got murdered. But if it takes me like 20 years to kill somebody, like that's kind of acceptable. Like, right? We can all kind of like point at things that take decades to kill you, but it's still the thing that killed you. But no the one's responsible for that. So like, yeah. Where's the exact spot on a timeline where you're like, okay, all of this is illegal. All this is killing. But if you do it right there, <laughs> then nobody is at fault. You know, you then know, it's like your fault for doing it that long. You know, Hillary, you're right. It's almost like a, <laughs> a it's like tears to killing. And I feel like there's magic into this that they don't want to tell humans about what it is to kill a human that's magical about it. So when you think about it, the highest of the high, they can kill as many people as want. You don't even know their names. And, you know, they could just go on, on about killing. And then we have the military. Then we have the police. Like, they have the authority to kill. But when it comes to us, we're the ones 
like just normal people, we're the ones who are not allowed to kill because we'll get our asses put in jail or get the death penalty. So it's like, why is it only the people that can, well, here we can technically defend ourselves, but you know, like, because we have an amendment, but it's like a tier to killing. And I feel like it's literally tied to some kind of magic that they don't want us to know some kind of life force, power, energy that they don't want us to know. You gain something out of that. What exactly? I don't know. But that's that's my thoughts on that. The tears to killing. There must be. Yeah, for sure. What flavor face are you eating right now, Jim? Red 40. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I keep saying purple flavor, and I did look for it everywhere today. <laughs> I decided to go with the dual killer though with the red 40 not that that blue isn't just this pillar I remember when that blue color came into our zeitgeist remember before M&M's had the blue yep. they brought back blue before they brought back red because the red died like causing cancer but then do you remember there used to be a light brown there was a light brown and a dark brown M&M I yes. remember that yeah. Yellow, orange, green, light brown, dark brown. Hmm. Now that you mention it, so racist they took that away. <laughs> it's kind of redundant giving like a good. chocolate thing a brown candy shell. I don't I know. So. It's like a waste of color. It was like yeah. dark chocolate and light chocolate. I don't know. What were we talking about before the chocolate thing? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the killing. I, I wish I smoked cigarettes Killers. sometimes because I like it with my my sunglasses and my Jim Jones. Yeah, like he's have cigarettes, cool. but I keep yeah. smoking <laughs> joints, and then I'm like, whoo! I'm getting myself litty titty. I'm so glad I have glasses on right now. <laughs> I feel too cool. <laughs> oh, I'm smoking just like in school. I, I wanted to look cool and smoke cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look cool and steal my mom's <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever did that shit. Um, were you guys obsessed with you, all the serial killers, Michelle, or were you guys like obsessed with certain serial killers? Um, I guess I was never really obsessed with any of them, but I've been fascinated by a few of them. Yeah. Like Manson? Yeah, definitely Manson, but I don't look at him as like a serial killer, actually. I think he's more of, um, I think he probably killed people, but I think it was more for survival stuff and uh, defense, like defending himself. Not that he was innocent by any means, but I think like there was just a lot of situations where, like we were talking about earlier, he is running drugs and people and objects. And so there's times where you have to like kill somebody. <laughs> Because there's all those things involved. That's what it adds up to me. Like, there's a lot of that. Because it's interesting. I think he's just, like, kind of the fall guy for a cover-up that took place. Because he was, um, like, besties with a lot of people, right? Didn't he hang out with a lot of famous people and, like, jam out and create oh, music, yeah. man? Yep. And, like, I think, I think that they were probably up in the Hollywood scene and the music scene because of what he, his business was, which was drugs and women and all the stuff sex drugs and rock and roll basically i feel like you know 
And I and think that's why he was friends with all these people, because it seems to me that it's like a cover up for the snuff films being filmed in Hollywood. And I think Polanski and all the people had a lot to do with it. And I think it was drugs and experimentation of drugs um, and maybe even like having some sort of experiments set up um, for certain people. So what about like MK Ultra? I could see, yes. Like definitely. him being like small scale version of what him being kind of a victim of experiments and then what he could get away with, like with small cult ideas and get people. Can I get the small group of people to kill? Could we do it on bigger scales? Right. How yeah. Many, how many of us are MK Ultra like in here? Like is because we know that Uncle Ted was. <laughs> we went through boot camp. <laughs> Um, you know who's a very interesting killer? King Ooh. James. Serial Does that killer? count? Do kings count? He's a fucking killer. He killed lots of women. Lots and lots of women because he was jealous. Well, if we're not going to count kings, then we probably shouldn't count God either with the whole flood thing, right? Uh, but was that God? Was that a story? Was that real? Well, it exists in what every reli every religion, yeah, yeah. right? Every or because yeah. there is this conspiracy um, of how people in the past knew how to um, kind of run the veins of the water tunnels or the water veins in certain directions so they can cause certain floods to happen. There's this whole conspiracy. I don't oh, know. They said the Phoenicians used to like drain certain swamplands and put the water somewhere else because the swamplands would be so fertile underneath that they could grow anything there. And uh, that they they're one of the people that figured out like a crazy canaling system, uh, I think. But that's who gets credit for it. Yeah. God. God did it. But, <laughs> but, uh, have you got down like with the idea that it maybe the water never receded, like it just kept getting more and more and more and more like if the earth is expanding, because I don't know, does anyone in this room believe in Pangea? Pangea. I yeah. I, mean, I, don't know. I, I mean, guess I could, of, I could be sold I on mean, it. Kind of. I don't really For know. We're one big landmass, and then over time it split up, and then like Australia right. split out and became its own thing, and Europe uh. became its own thing, and Africa. But Pangaea was when all the land was like smushed together in one place, and the rest of the globe was entirely water. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, interesting. Whoa, okay. I'm pulling it up a Pangea map right now. The Hopi started. Everyone was all together on one land, and then everything split, and everyone was separated. And I think that that's it was just a convenient explanation for how the similar species um, had like root ancestors, but on so far parts of the world, they would just say that like, oh, they they all just kind of like started in the same place, and then an earthquake happened, and they all separated, and that's why. You've got the the same species in two different you know land masses. Interesting. This could be highly yeah. probable. So yeah, that's how they say everything was attached, and then everything floated away from each other on walking rocks that just want to go to another part of the world. They just turn liquid underneath and then float 
these huge land masses to other places on this globe. Yeah, they pull up the anchors and they just kind of drift and they put the anchor back down. <laughs> it's wild to me. It's such a wild concept. I believe kind of in this, but I think the plain planet realm was smaller. And at one point, there was no water. I think the water somewhere is life, the mar, the myrrh, the like more of it. And um, as the globe realm plane got bigger, whatever it is, the lands moved further away from each other. But I feel like water would have to be let in from the waters above and the waters below for that to happen. But if the gods said they would never flood us again, I don't know. Why do we have floods? I don't know. Didn't well, on a mass scale. Because that's on. what the rainbow is. The rainbow is God's promise. So, so that's why it's funny that it's become like the whole LGBTQ thing. Because it's God's promise to never again destroy the earth by water, by, by a flood. He put his bow in the sky. I mean, I should know the Bible verse. I was a rainbow girl, and that's what the whole premise is. But That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I've never heard that. Yeah. I don't know much about the Bible, honestly. The rainbow is God's promise. It's in Genesis. It's to never again. He, he put his bow in the sky. Like So, like, as a rainbow girl, if you're ever feeling like scared or whatever, you're supposed to open your Bible to Genesis, whatever it is, and... um. Like, leave your Bible open to that when you go to sleep. Ah. About about the rainbow. So you're supposed to leave it open so you, like, absorb it like Edgar Casey or something? <laughs> you're probably supposed to read it. <laughs> you're supposed to read it, oh, okay. and then it's, I like, just... supposed to, like, give you comfort. Okay. I was just yeah, now I'm thinking about the reading rainbow opening where it's the book and, like, the rainbow something. comes out. Oh, are, they just, yeah. are they just opening up Genesis? Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. You guys are singing too good. <laughs> I know it was kind of usually it's hard on stream, but I'm like, I like the way this one lines up pretty well. I'm you like, are, oh. You guys are killing it. <laughs> <laughs> you sound pretty good, Shane. Re reading room rainbow is a weird show we don't have to get off topic that's a murder in itself <laughs> <laughs> that's a killing field <laughs> oh, I, I miss those days though reading rainbow um yeah what other murder shit did you look up tell me some killing stuff uh what about ed gein isn't he like or the Patriots. original house of horrors the original almost everything he he was like the original house of wax he was the original psycho he was the original um texas well maybe not entirely texas chainsaw massacre but he's the guy that would take people apart and like make lampshades and make like all kinds of weird stuff out of them and it's kind of one of those people i was talking about before too where it didn't seem like it was out of malice or out of any sort of weird like power play struggle he was just like i wonder what that person would look like as a lamb and then he went and actually found out exactly what they look like as a lamb 
Hmm. which you almost wonder if a lot of the like ancient kings, god kings, deity, whatever people were worshiping aren't weren't trying to do the exact same things. Well, there's a there's a creepy story about Rene Descartes where he believed that animals were just he called them mechanical animals, I believe. And he said that they didn't have souls and that even when they were, you know, struggling or or screaming or like protesting in pain, that it was just part of like their programming. That's just how the, the mechanics worked. So he would go around in public torturing dogs to, to make this case. And he didn't make it very strongly because people just saw this weirdo torturing dogs in public. But like the like ability Westworld. to be able to do that and convince yourself that, you know, this, this thing is screeching out in pain, but I, I don't worry about it. I think that like whatever that feeling is, is something that Ed Gain never had to like force himself to feel just like Descartes never really felt it about animals. He just felt like there were just these things on the planet that moved around and made noises the same way. Like I wouldn't mind if, you know, I saw you beating up like a robot, right? Like an Android. <laughs> so, but, I'm, but I mean, there's probably people out there that if, if they saw you, like what was that movie ex machina where the guy starts like abusing the robots and the androids. And in, in real life, I remember talking about that movie with people like, I can't believe they were like mistreating and like almost killing some of those androids. And I'm just thinking like, if you, if you paid for it, why not? But I guess at like certain high levels, right? It's like, if I paid for it, why, why can't I do whatever I want with it? That's totally Westworld where it's like, Oh, any, you can't hurt another human in the park, but the robots, you can do whatever you want to. Yeah. And then if the robots become sentient, what if? And if there's no idea of that, if you want to rinse the idea that robots can ever become sentient out, if they can convince people that they're sentient, that's just as good. And so then if people have this idea that I can't kill that thing, I can't hurt that thing, that thing gets an equal right as me. There has to be computer rights. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if it's sentient or not, as long as they can convince us it is. How how would you feel if you found out that like on the weekends I went to a Westworld style place where I just killed robots that looked like humans and I came back? Would I mean, would that be weird that I'm out killing things that look like humans, even though they definitely are not humans? That's a would tough that, one. Because like, if I told you like, I feel like humans, doesn't it? Weekend. Yeah, that seems like psychotic to me. So what if it's just a video game and it's virtually done on like my couch? I do that a lot. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and what if it's in VR and now I got like a VR knife and I do it? Like at what I've point that like, on, that, on that sliding scale, at what point it's like, okay, like I'm not going to hang out with you anymore. Maybe you should see somebody. Dude. <laughs> oh, bro. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I love this is what we used to do in philosophy circles in college is just eventually like if you have any one thing that you think is this true thing of yourself sometimes it's just like we're all doing the thing whatever the thing is whatever all... the thing we are anti we're doing that thing to some level yeah whatever energetic thing it is and so that's the yeah it's just <laughs> everything's like a sliding scale
of like, okay, one killing with a flag behind you is fine. One killing in the name of science, okay. One killing because you walk in on your husband in bed with another woman, not okay. <laughs> True. Not okay. <laughs> yeah, Holy it's just shit. like we have these weird sliding scales. Right. Whoa. Killer. On that note, you guys, I'm going to say goodnight. I'm getting sleepy. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. I really fucking like for our conversation. I yeah, do so. too. I love the costume. Tell too. everyone yeah. where to find you. Uh, just uh, go to Michelle's Healing Home.com. We just redid the like, uh, revamped the website and stuff and opened an online shop, which is awesome. Uh, so yeah, you can just find me there. That's what kind the of stuff way. do you have on your um, online shop? Right now, I have have soap. I have a salt soap, and I'm gonna have some deodorant up and tooth powder. Um, what else do I have? Elderberry syrup right now as well. So that's all on the store. It's super exciting to have an online store. I haven't had one in a long time and it's so much easier. Like I was doing everything by email. So just email correspondence back and forth and then send me your address. Then I'll send you your shipping price and blah, blah. Now it's just like, if you want to order it, you can just go click order it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is why businesses do this. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's like, I like remembered, you know, uh, so it's cool. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, no problem. Yeah. That's awesome. And so yeah. Everyone can go to your store and your blog and your newsletter classes about, and you have an awesome show on YouTube that you're up to and yeah. it has all sorts of um, different content on it. And you go into how you make some of this stuff and what you grow to make it and all different, uh, what herbs are medicinally good for, for us and then spiritually good for, for us which I think is really cool. So I had her on a killer show, but um, her show is entirely different than that. You can see by the website, <laughs> but you talk about cool stuff like Manson. That's why I was like, I knew, knew you'd be down. And then you shared that you were also born on Friday the 13th. So it was. Yeah, cool. Oh, I missed that. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, man. And you know, I, um, although I have the herbal side and stuff, I feel like my heart resides in these subjects though, because I feel like, um, I, I learned about herbalism and started learning about all of the, uh, effed up shit going on kind of at the same time. So I feel like I always wanted to blend the two. And I can remember telling like, uh, uh another, uh, herbalist friend of mine years ago, like, you know what I'd love to do is like blend the, the truther information or just the esoteric information with herbalism. And like in the mainstream herbalist community, it's harder to get that. It's very liberal and very like closed minded, but comes off as open minded. Right. And there's a lot of like woo woo stuff. And I like the woo. Don't get me wrong. But I think there's just like a lot of wounded healers walking around and like kind of like there's like, like a lot of ego or something. Yeah. But there's ego everywhere, yeah. you know. But seeing the fuckery of the world and then with the plants coming in, it was like, whoa, this is awesome. It's almost like a solution to the fuckery in its own way. That's so me. that's how I like to look at it, too, because it's like an alternative to all the fucked up shit that we're offered. <laughs> <laughs> I like kind of like the Band-Aid solutions and stuff. Yeah. And it's about taking like personal responsibility, I think, because you have to like pay attention. And if you're wanting to like harvest something and grow something and like learn it from the ground up. Uh, you just have to be focused. And I think a lot of people like have lost focus. And I think that they want us to lose focus. So we have all this shit thrown at us all the time. And then they invert stuff. And it's just 
Wow. So, yeah. Major fascination. You're awesome. Yeah, you're awesome. Uh, and you're welcome you. to obviously mm -hmm. hang out with the good guys anytime you want to. Yeah. Yes, totally. Thank you. And so for everyone, and Thomas, um, such an awesome dude, you had uh, Dana Duda. Yeah. Um, oh my God, she's awesome. Rotting jewels. Um, I mean, I just found I'm her from her looking my... for uh, Jolly West videos. So yeah, I was immediately hooked. Yeah, she's great. Uh, I'm actually going to interview her on Halloween. We're going to talk about the process because the process church or the final judgment. She has undug some shit that I, I mean, I've been looking into the Manson stuff, process, the 60s, you name it, whatever, for like a, a decade. So I've just been in it's a fascination of mine. And she started digging up this stuff on the process that's linking them to Scientology and all sorts of stuff. So it's really she, interesting. She mentioned LDS when I talked to her. That's, yeah, she... That I want to go like way deep on because uh, I'm, I'm just the, the aesthetic visual images that come up when I think about the process church and the Latter-day Saints. I mean, there, there's something wild there. Yeah, I think they're way more. And when I say they, I mean the process way more linked up to shit that we would we know. And it's probably so fucking deep. And I think that's why it's been covered up so much. And she's like talking about uh, if, if people are familiar with it, a guy named Ed Sanders wrote a book called The Family. And this was back in like, I don't know, maybe the 70s or something. And he was the first person to actually talk about the connection with the process and all the weird shit that was going on. And he actually got sued by the process later and they made him take that out of the book. And uh, he kind of got smeared a little bit as like, oh, yeah, that wasn't true. That was just like adding to the satanic panic thing. So, you know, the process was a thing. Yes. But you don't need to, like, really worry about it too much. Nothing to see here. Yeah. And she's dug up all this stuff of, like, basically confirming what Ed Sanders wrote, but finding it in, like, FBI files and, and court documents really? and shit where it's like. Yeah, so it, it really is that. So there's a smear campaign against him. And then what do you know? The whole time he was right and he like laid it down. And that's why they sued him because they're like, you better shut up. And uh, you got to take that section out of your book. And if you don't, we'll probably kill you. So <laughs> I think it's uh, Manson and well, it'll have to be next time. We'll have to do like cults or something one night. Yeah, because dude. I think yeah. this yes. is just one level of them starting this MK Ultra experiment. And then I think they break it off into all these facets that become all of these other uh, LDS become Scientology because they we have going clear. We have the process. We have the secret over here, which eventually becomes Nexium. Like all of these uh, little things are all just the same kind of MK Ultra ideas and way to, ways to program people. And so they all end up with their own little celebrities. They all got their different quadrant of the planet. They all got their maritime ships. Uh, it's just a whole wild dance that I think they're all attached and you just find the link between them. Yeah, I would agree. And, you know, with Manson, like, and the MK Ultra or the programming, I think it's so there. And, dude, I want to see if I have it in here. Hold on a sec. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this book right here is called Reflection. It's by Lynette Fromm. And she's one of the girls or women that was it with the family. And she was kind of like, uh, not like Charlie's right-hand man necessarily, but she was probably one of the first girls if you want to hold it up again i put you oh bigger. yeah 
Okay. It's called Reflection by Lynette Fromm. So this book is like basically kind of like her diary entries of meeting Charlie. Uh, it was her, uh, this other woman named Mary and Charlie. And they were the ones that like traveled around in the early um, times of meeting Charlie. So 67 it was. And um, she just tells the story of it. And there's an instance in here. I almost don't want it to be a spoiler, but basically uh, just to explain it, there's just like... Um, things she talks about where she had she saw charlie like get triggered like there was a flip in his personality mm. after they visited a particular person and mm. his parole officer allowed him to go see that person and said oh it would be good for charlie to do this and she tells the story of going to this doctor's place in washington state and it was like a former psychologist that was in one of the prisons that he was in. And she said that at that moment, she says it in the book, like I saw parts of Charlie that people knew him for, like in the in the media. So basically alluding to she start she saw a change in him of like there was some sort of like um, darker force that came through and his, what was compassion his official was gone. What was mm -hmm. his official diagnosis that we know now? What do they call him? Is he like paranoid schizophrenic? I don't even know. I don't even know if I've even heard him be referred to as that. I think he's just, we just at call him like blanketly crazy. Yeah. Like he's he's just murderer cult leader uh, guy, you huh. know, Interesting. it's very interesting that God damn. I mean, I've the moment I started reading about it. And when I learned about, um, like Laurel Canyon and all that stuff, Dave McGowan and learning about the music scene in that time and how many of these musicians have ties to the military and they're like military brats essentially yeah. who are kind of like <clears throat> set up to run shit. And then Manson stuff came through and I'm like, holy moly, this is like all connected, you know, so deeply. So it's fascinating, man. I love it. I love it. Well, you're yeah. welcome anytime. And uh, thank you for coming. Thank you guys. Thank you Happy so Friday the 13th. Happy Friday the, Friday the 13th. Happy Friday. <laughs> okay, later, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> it was fun. Later. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I wish I had playout music. It'll come eventually. We'll have bumpers. <laughs> if you ever check out her channel, too, she runs clean production. I always like her ins and outs. I like uh, her thank you uh, that she has for all her supporters. She has good screens that come up. She has it all preset and clean, and I respect it so yeah check out michelle's healing homes let me move myself over she's so a great energy isn't under that perfect <laughs> <laughs> oh i was like this <laughs> yeah i was like i don't like it <laughs> she's such a great energy she's awesome yeah she's awesome she's great and she's a wealth of knowledge on so mm -hmm. many different things i'm like Oh, like some of the stuff that she talks about on her show, I'm like, oh, I have to have my wife tune into this. Be like, I, my wife actually doesn't watch a ton of podcasts, but she'll listen. She'll be like, turn it up when she's in the kitchen and Michelle's is on. Yeah. So, what other killer shit you guys got to tell? I got one for you guys. Can't wait. Okay. So, let me take you back a few years. This is personal to me, actually. Um, <laughs> This starts with my son when he was three. He was like he was like a month away from turning four. So he had pretty good conversation skills at this point. And he wakes up in the middle of the night and he is screaming bloody murder. And I it's pitch dark in my room. And I so I start screaming because I'm like, I'm thinking somebody or something is hurting him. Right. Um, and he he wakes up and I was like, 
like I finally get over to him. I was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he's like, it's Mr. Crew. Mr. Crew is in our house. Like Mr. Crew. And I was like, what the, what? And he was like, he was over there by the piano. He was like pointing where, where um, this person was. And I kept the way he said it, I heard Mr. Crew. So I thought he was saying um, Mr. Crew. Okay. Um, and then the way he explained to me, he's like, yeah, he was standing there. He just, his, his mouth looked all weird. And he was just like, he said, standing tense and he was wearing black. Okay. All black. And he had a mask on. That's all that he told me. And like, he talked about it for days and days and day, like told everybody about Mr. Crew being in our house. So then at the time I was listening to um, this true crime comedy podcast called my favorite murder. And I don't know if you, any of you guys will ever listen to it. They end up getting pretty woke. So I stopped listening to it, but um, this is like a month or two later though. And I'm listening to the newest episode and they're talking about this serial kidnapper slash pedo from Australia in the eighties and nineties. Okay. I've never heard about him in the United States. And they said his name was Mr. Cruel C R U E L. And immediately like, I was like, what the what? fuck is that possibly what he was saying? Cause I had Googled Mr. Crew to see like what the heck was, you know, maybe there was a Mr. Crew or something because yeah. he was acting like it's a real person. So anyway, it ends up being like, I listened to it. They say Mr. Cruel and like, I'm all of a sudden my heart's going like this. Cause wow. I'm like, Oh, I need to hear this. Right. And they explained that Mr. Cruel had a, a very um, distinctive balaclava. So ski mask. And it had like these weird, um, let's see. Can I oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, the you can. Really Let me show you. I'm I not that one. This. Yes, you can I bring anything you. you want to show and tell. Do I not have, okay. Share. And then let me turn this little gig That's on. Not Boom. Wanted, it's not the picture. I had it pulled up, but I must have. Hit the oh, there it is. One. Yeah, I hit the wrong one. Here, I'll turn this off and you can share another one if you want. Stop sharing. Okay. We'll this. all get better at this part too. This digital digital magic. There it is. <laughs> okay. So this. I finally see this, right? Because um, I'm listening to them talk about this. And anyway, this guy from Australia, I called him Mr. Cruel because he would break into people's houses while their like, parents are home and everything. He would tell the mom and dad, um, hey, I'm tying you up. Like he would break in with a gun and a knife. And he would say, you won't get hurt. I'm just robbing you. I, you know, Don't try to fight me. And everything will be fine. So they would kind of like just listen to him. They'd let him tie him up. And then he takes the first child, like the daughter, and he molests her in the house with the parents' home. Okay. And then he goes and uses the phone. And they hear him like calling and saying like, oh, you know, like talking, like yelling at somebody and threatening like their child or whatever. So then he ends up leaving and he gets this red. So they never made a phone call. No phone calls were ever made. He had cut the phone lines none of that had ever happened so it's total red herring well he does it again like two or three times but every time that he does this to another family like he ends up um instead of um molesting the girl there in the house he kidnaps them 
He takes them away for two or three days and then he molests them at his house. They wear masks the whole entire time. And then before he releases them, because he releases them a couple days later, but before he releases them, there's zero DNA evidence because he gives them a thorough bath, cuts their fingernails and their toenails, brushes and flosses their teeth, make sure that there's no DNA evidence whatsoever on them. Um, and he puts them in like some kind of contraption on their neck, like around their neck, like a in his bed so he can do it. Anyways, so at this point, he's still not a, a killer. And he does like all this red herring shit. So these girls are masked, but he they hear him having a conversation, but they never hear the other person that he's talking to. So anyway, then it comes to this little Asian girl, Carmine Chan. And this is where like, I feel like it was where it gets personal because she actually was the last one that we know of, the last one of his victims. And she ended up with three bullets in her head and they found her body three, three days later or three years or a year later, excuse me. So he was a killer, but they've never caught him. It's a total cold case. And that girl, Carmine Chan and one of the other victims went to the same school. So in hmm. my head, I'm like, this was a teacher. And they think that Carmine's mom thinks that the reason why she would have been killed is because she was the type who would have fought and maybe like pulled her mask off and looked in or knew too much. Huh. Like, what if she just recognized his voice? So this is, like, close to home to you? Like This all happened in Australia, but my son oh, saw this in the in the dream space. This is why I go on oh, about dreams shit. and stuff. It was like <laughs> he experienced it, and then all of us... Okay, so this is... Okay, let me finish the story then. <laughs> so I'm listening to this episode, right? I And I'm my heart's pounding. I'm driving it um, up to my driveway, and I finally, like, Google it, and I look up, and I see... I, I want to see his balaclava. I want to see the mask. So I see the mask and I was like, oh shit, do I go in and do I terrorize my child and show him this picture? <laughs> I was like, I really want to do it. Like Did you? I was so afraid that I traumatize him though. Right. So I was like, uh -huh. okay, I'm just going to see what he does. Right. And I'm not going to say anything. So I pull up the picture on my phone. I walk inside the house. It's like, Hey, it was like, Hey. And I was like, I want to show you something. He was like, okay, what, what are you going to show me? And I, I flip my phone and he goes, oh, that's Mr. Crew. Mom, how'd you get Mr. Crew on your phone? Oh. Wow. He knew who that, that would be was. so That's wild. crazy. He was saying cruel. He just couldn't say it. Yeah. He was saying Mr. Cruel. Was that the guy that put like he would like rape someone, but then put like dishes on people and like China from their <laughs> China cabinet? So that if they moved, he would hear them. Like he'd be like, know. I'm going to oh, do this geez. in front of Like I'm going to, you know, rape your wife in front of you. And I'm going to lay China. And if any of that moves, I'm going to kill her. And so the dude would just have to lay there and watch with dishes and shit on his back and teacups while like atrocities were going on. No, but it's on along the same lines because he would always tie up the parents and stuff and be like, everything's fine. I'm just gonna, you know, or the sisters like Carmine Chan, it was, she was babysitting. So it was her two little sisters. He tied them up and put them in a closet and told them, you know, if, if you're good and you don't move then you know, your sister will be fine. Wow. This just sounds like low class garbage. Everyone knows that you put the bodies on the China. You don't put the China on the body. <laughs> <laughs> Have some decorum. Exactly. Isn't it funny that we call it China? 
Was that where it usually came from? I know if it was from fine China, you'd have fine China from China. You'd be like, what do you want to eat on my China? Like if you had... Originally, <laughs> yeah, like bone. fine china. I, bone I don't china. say fine china. I say plates. It was originally made from bones. Get the plates out. Maybe it's not fine china. I remember it used to oh, be passed down in families. Mm-hmm. No, it's fine china. It's just fine china. It's fine. <laughs> China's killed a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, just genociding <laughs> yeah. with the one child rule. Mouse so we don't have to go into that. Mao Zedong has the biggest body count, according Which to body that. Which body count are we talking about? He got around. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's that guy. Yeah, right. Then there's... Um, I think the mongrel, or what was his name? Rasp- Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan was Khan, actually yeah. the biggest body count. Yeah. Well, although... But in, in both ways. That's what I know. I was going to say, didn't he have like 30,000 I mean. children? Ding, ding, yeah, ding. Added, you know. Maybe that's why we call it that. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's, what, hmm. Gang that's the con. true meaning of double entendre. Yeah. <laughs> the body count. <laughs> um, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Gordy, if you wanted to say something else about um, the dude. I didn't know his, I didn't know what his name was to repeat it with the biggest body count. Oh, yeah. see how I said, yeah. And it was a different name. <laughs> Yep. Yep. <laughs> that yep. one. But then when you said the second name, I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> just, just, just communism. That's the biggest killer. Communism. I don't know. Is it bigger Gross. than like banking? <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're yep. taking notes. Um, I, war. Is Ed Gein the one who was the murderer during the World's Fairs? No. That was H.H. Who's that? Oh, this is the one that comes up for me at so frequently. H.H. Oh. H. Holmes. If oh. anyone knows anything about H.H. H. Holmes, yeah, the murder palace, right? Isn't that what they called yeah, it? Yeah, the I was thinking of the one that's supposed to be like the movie. There's a movie that's kids watch, not Saw. Maybe Saw, but it, yeah. all those torture things are supposed to be from that palace. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up. H. H. Holmes. Yeah, supposedly had he had like weird rooms and stuff mi- built into the hotel or whatever. Yeah, and like would torture people. Stop. Like, okay, let me see. I'll shine the staff turn. mostly, right? Wasn't it like the people that were hired to be staff? Mm-hmm. You know that happened here, kind of here. <clears throat> um, he had a base house. There was a ranch here where this dude built a ranch in a in the. Uh, elbow of a of a canyon just just on the other side of the highway from my grandparents ranch and this dude would hire people from the um not when i was there or whatever this was like in a long time ago but like 20s i think um so he would hire ranch hands from the town and they would come and work and and once they demand their pay too much, they he'd string them along as long as they could. Then he'd just kill them, and then uh, burn the bodies, and then go hire somebody else from town. So he did this several times <clears throat> in this this place called they called it Haunted Corral. And you know what's 
Go ahead. The, I'll, t- I'll bring it up later. <laughs> the Indian on the other side of the ridge, where this there's all sorts of ruins in that canyon where he he made this little elbow corral um, ranch, and apparently he did it like a bunch of times. We're not even sure, but they were like, I think they got him for like nine or something like this when they hung the dude in Phoenix, but they wouldn't have known had because it's pretty rural like fucking you can hide a lot of shit in the desert right but um the indians smelled the burning bodies they you know the smell of a human body burning is very different from any other kind of of smell so they they dropped a dime on the u.s marshals on the dude does it smell like bacon It's it is a little sweet. Yeah, it kind of smells like pork. Kind of smells like barbecue. Long pork. Long pork. Long pork. <laughs> Sorry, long okay. pork. You want to know what's trippy about that though, Gordy? Is that that's the era, like that's the area that Don Juan is from in the Carlos Castaneda books, Don Juan Matus, and he was hired as a hand at a place like that. Like he called that um, one of his biggest trials. It brought him into the path of the Nagual, the sorcery. But um, but he called that his petty tyrant. He had to go back after right. he escaped from that guy. Mm-hmm. He went, he, after he escaped from these freaking crazy people who would hire these ranch hands and freaking keep their pay and like kind of make it impossible for them to leave and then eventually kill them. Um, and he barely escaped because he was shot. That's right. Then, yeah. And then he ended up going back. He had to face him again as a sorcerer to like to to face his petty tyrant. Or petty tyrants. Huh. So it's kind of weird because that is the area that he's from. Yeah. Really weird. I think um, it's funny because uh, Andy said that when she thinks of H.H. Holmes, she thinks of him as the greased up shoot guy. And also is like uh, he had a maze house and yeah. he it wasn't just workers. He would actually like get uh, people because it was like during this transient time in America where people were from all over the world and there wasn't any kind of way like if you were just showed up from Ireland off the you know boat and then came to this part of the world because there was a world's fair and you uh, just disappeared. Nobody knew you disappeared. And so it was almost Immigrants. like you would just play with people in this house. Um, and I just think it's so crazy like that people are, <laughs> I mean, just for any purpose, but this is where I always think of the vampire idea. At like what point of being, if you were on the planet for however many thousands of years, do you, even if you were empathetic, would that rinse away? Yeah, I would, th- I would think it would to quite a degree. Like, even if you didn't want to eat blood at first. Well, yeah, because even like the interview with the vampire books, uh, Louis ends up being a freaking pretty cold blooded. <laughs> oh, eating rats, living on rats in, in the first book, but he ends up being pretty nonchalant about it. Four books in <laughs> Ed Gein. Um, another one, like, I think the 
kid killings that just like the John Bonet Ramsey, the Natalie Holloway, the Adam Walsh, the like we get these like blanket things that happen in America that change something drastic. Like where it's just like it takes over the zeitgeist. Have you heard the Adam Walsh uh, connected to Jeffrey Dahmer? No. Yeah. That that Jeffrey Dahmer was uh, recorded in the same area as where uh, Adam Walsh went missing. It was um, some shopping mall, I think. Either was it like Miami or it was somewhere in Florida. South Florida, yeah. I think like uh, Boca Fort Lauderdale area. And uh, his head was found in Vero Beach. That's crazy. <laughs> and his father, John Walsh, who runs America's Most Wanted, has a house in Vero Beach. It's just very like, why would you ever build a house where your son's head was found? Oh, they afterwards. Never, yeah, they never found his body. They only found his head. They never found his body. They only found his head in a canal. And so then, yeah, he, he went missing from down in South Florida. He had all these ties to ma mafia and drugs and all this other stuff. And then he, and he's like a crooked kind of guy. Adam goes missing. Him and his wife get plastered all over everything. This is why, like, if you had to ever get a videotape of yourself at Blockbuster Video or get your fingerprint done, it was all from this kid. And um, he was everywhere. He has a baseball hat. I could pull up his picture and you'd be like, oh, my gosh, I seen that kid. And then you could even look at him in that same way and be like, is this person real dot com? But. <laughs> I know uh -huh. Megan Walsh <laughs> and um, she lives in Vero as well. And her father, John Walsh has custody of her children. And so it's just so weird. Yeah. That very weird. Adam Walsh. Very weird. Is yeah. Adam Walsh a killer or John <laughs> Walsh? Is John Walsh a killer? Did he build That's a what house I would think, on that property or bought? He bought it after. No, no, no. He where his house is is like pretty dreamy on the river. It's like a pretty. It's a mansion. Mm. It's like yeah, it's a whole different thing. But it's just weird. Like, why would you ever move to the town that your son's head was found? Maybe it makes him feel closer to him. I don't know. Yeah, it seems Maybe. ritualistic. Maybe he cemented the body somewhere in the house. I don't know. It's always a motive. Oh, yeah. Good Swampland. He mm -hmm. built his house on Swampland a little bit now that you mention it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Anyways, we're not accusing anyone of anything. This is for entertainment purposes only. In <laughs> entertainment purposes yeah. only. Just like, uh, what's his name on his podcast and the Long Island City Killer, Howard Stern. Howard, Howard, not Howard P. Stern, Anna Nicole Smith killer. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Different Howard Holy Stern. Shit, yeah. At least her handler. And then there's rumors. Here's this is a Hollywood rumor. This is Hollywood page six rumor um, that Ray J from Kim Kardashian sex tape fame or Brandy's little brother fame or uh, Whitney Houston's Coke dealer fame. Some people theorize that Ray J actually gave Whitney a bad batch of whatever. And that's why she died in a bathtub. 
Oh shit. <clears throat> but people think say Ray J is the drug dealer to the stars, and that's what some of these celebrities are that we don't even know about, is they're just drug dealers. There's a lot of shit happening with the celebrities. Apparently, Jada Pickett Smith and J um Will Smith were together for the past seven years, and then that whole thing has been a lie. And then the whole thing with Chris Rock slapping uh, Will Smith, uh, not slapping, <laughs> wait, Will Smith slapped Chris, um, Chris Rock, but it was all because of Tupac. And now Tupac is also in the news because they found his killer or something. But then that. Oh my God! There's a whole fucking rabbit hole with these movie stars. Um, that guy who's supposedly who looks like Tupac, who's alive—I forgot his name. The one with the dreads, who's alive right I now. I forgot his name, but there's a whole rabbit hole on him and Lisa Left Eye Lopez and how um, that new Tupac, but it's not really Tupac, but who was really Tupac's daughter is actually Lisa Left Eye Lopez. <laughs> fucking crazy it's i don't know what to believe but it if you go down this rabbit hole it makes sense the whole tupac fucking rabbit hole i don't I, feel like lisa left eye lopez could be tupac's daughter well i'm like just trying tupac's to daughter they're friends but like this new version lisa of lisa left eye lopez is a seven 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 and Swiety. she's left eye yeah Swiety, Swiety, that that rapper, that young girl rapper, her name is Swiety, or something like that, Sweetie or Swati. Um, but that is supposedly Lisa Left Eye Lopez now. Okay, and the that her father, her father that's playing her father is actually Tupac, but he's this new guy with dreads, and I forgot his fucking name. My mind's blown. Yeah. I mean, I mean, my mind's blown, not in a way that I believe it. It's just yeah. blown that some of the connections are real. Like way back at the Jada Pinkett Smith and uh, Will Smith stuff and Tupac stuff. I think there's a chance that Will and Tupac were both homosexual and Jada is a lesbian beard. And so anytime that's about to come out, that's where all the scandal mm -hmm. of the affair happened because then we have to believe they're both straight and then will getting up and slapping Chris rock. We believe that he's a straight. It's like that Hollywood thing of like John Travolta having to marry Kelly Preston. So they, mm -hmm. that he can, and some actresses like Katie Holmes, not no relation to HH H. Holmes, but maybe um, Katie. <laughs> Holmes, I actually have no idea. So she could be related. She um, is she her career was nowhere. And so she, the best gig she could get was playing Tom Cruise's girlfriend. That was actually a role she took. And she wasn't the only one who auditioned. Penelope Cruz played Tom Cruise's girlfriend. And before that, Nicole Kidman played Tom Cruise's girlfriend. Before that, Mimi Driver played, like, or uh, Mini, Mini Driver, what, whatever. But the, it's Tom Cruise isn't straight. They all know what they're getting into. Like, Scientology interviews women to play his girlfriend. And he can't have children. I'll stand by that. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't have kids. That's why Nicole Kidman, she uh, got pregnant, and that's why their marriage had to split up. Anyway, any other killers, Oprah? Do you guys think that Kevorkian is a killer? 
Mm. Nope. That's a good question. Does he count? Do, do those count as his body count or no? Who? Jack uh, Dr. Jack Kevorkian, who works with like assisted uh, suicide. Like a mercy oh. killing. Yeah. Yeah. What about like if you ran one of those pods like in Canada, right? The pods that you can go up to and then like you just go to sleep and don't wake up. Is that killing? I think so. Yeah. Or like my old man dog. When I had to put him down, I just fucking murdered that old bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I, for me, and I speak for me. <laughs> I mean, I fucking I, murdered Ernie. I should go get his ashes right now and snort him. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why I said that. Sorry, go back, Layla. Sorry, I'm paying it's attention. Like, I know the the loss. I know what it is to lose and like experience death in a family and lose somebody. So to me, for me, I feel like all life is precious, and any way that you look at it. And you give it an excuse to just like take it, like no authority, just take it away. I feel like, who am I to do what that? What about bacteria? Bacteria is bacteria. Hey, so be it. But it's it like, is that not life? Isn't bacteria life? Like we couldn't just create bacteria on our own. It's true, but we're different a species than bacteria. You know, we. They're a different species and they have their natural, not even a free will. You can't even call it free will. will. It's like an order. We are just la di da you know, going about our wonderland lifestyle. And I look at all of this and I look at it as all precious. I look at it as all um, matter, God matter. I, I look at you. I look at everybody in this room and all these people in the chat room and everyone that I meet and everything that I see created as God matter, as divine. So I don't want to do anything to cause disharmony. I want to see a harmony because there's been tons of disharmony and killing and killing and killing and killing. And all we're getting is a loop, but we're not doing anything different. So maybe if we can go another route and try to see the divinity and everything, the deepest part of me is the deepest part of you, which is the, that energy source of all. If we can get to that point, I feel like we wouldn't have so much death and so much killing. So that's how I see it. I agree, but I can also say, though, that like, because Kevorkian wasn't murdering anybody or putting anybody to sleep who didn't want to be or request to be. And, and I can see, like, personally, because I say this myself, like, if I ever get to an age where I have to wear diapers because I'm shitting myself, I'm going to. I will take a chemical cocktail and go to bed because I ain't going to make my kids deal with that. Like I've, I've done the whole nursing and I'm not a nurse, but I've, I've had to help with a family member who had Alzheimer's disease and that's not quality of life. Yeah. But you know? I, but I would do it, but like, I, I know it was like it? two to three years of him just hanging on and, and, you know, not being there and physically his body just was sustained. It just wanted to keep holding on. But, um, and I just don't think that that's quality of life. And, and so I think, I think, you know, it is a person's choice. I think it should be. Yeah. But you're giving that choice to someone to pull the plug for you instead of you not 
pulling the plug for yourself. Well, some people it's physically can't. They're like, some people have MS so bad or Parkinson so bad or something where they can't even open their hands anymore because they can't even, they couldn't even open their hand to, because they're everything, all their tenons are so tight. They couldn't even twist a pill bottle if they'd want to swallow them all. Some of us, Alzheimer's does a thing too, where eventually you forget how to swallow. Jump off yeah. a roof, jump off a bridge. Some people can't walk. Can't walk. Like I mean, that's the whole thing with a lot of the Dr. Kevorkian cases. They're like people that they are so homebound and it's not like something you can just call like Dr. Kevorkian. I'm having a bad day. Then you it's weren't like to die, people then. that are um, I can't terminal that. and their death is so painful that they don't want to be in the pain anymore. Cause really we could even talk about hospice here. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I've, I've lived through a few family members that went out through hospice and there's yeah. a certain, this blew my mind, but there was a certain point when the nurse basically came in and paraphrasing was like, make sure you don't give, you know, grandma, like all the pills in here, because if you give her all those pills then she'll probably fall asleep and not wake up, I'm just going to leave them over here. Just make sure you don't give them all to her. Right. Like she's in a lot of pain, but don't give them all to her. And then would like walk away and like i was i was young but i was old enough yeah. to be like why would she keep saying that and sure i mean but is that is that killing like if you decide to like give a little extra morphine to grandma and then grandma doesn't wake up did you just is that a killer well because i think it happens a lot with hospice because um same person that i was talking about with alzheimer's um his wife was like such a good caretaker. Like she only got two hours of sleep at night and then hospice comes in and they put the medicine on the counter and she decides to look up the active ingredients. And she's like, Oh my gosh, if they get enough of this, it kills them. I can't give it to him. I don't care if he is in pain. So she didn't give it to him. So he held on for another year and a half, you know? So, so I, I guess to some people, they see it as a moral dilemma. Um, but I don't know. I think at some point it's a mercy. But if is does killing automatically make it a moral dilemma? Like is the word killing somehow for some people like a bad horrible thing even though sometimes like we've all acknowledged a few times when it's it's almost acceptable. Yeah. And I even think like, you know, certain animals like you're you know hiking along with your yellow retriever and a hog comes <laughs> along and twists your yellow retriever all to bits your real yellow retriever was trying to save your life but it gets twisted up by this hog and it is yelping and you can just see it shredded and you can kill it like do you put it out of its misery or do you just let it sit there and yelp and yelp and yelp and you can see all the blood and you can see all the things is it not better like it does it not take some kind of courage to kill your best friend and then put that on a human at war that like so many times it happens to people where a lot of soldiers have had hands of their fellow soldiers grab them and they're like buddy kill me please their guts are hanging out they can see everything they're dying and it hurts so bad and, yeah so it's like that idea is like 
could it be where to bring it back to 13 again of this Judas idea could somewhere there be a saint in killing your best friend? Like, does it have to be done? Like Judas? Yeah. I think sometimes if there was a book of Judas, if being the 13th one, if he was the last one to arrive and we can all think with like a head of like, Oh, that's because of everything we know about 13 now. But in if a lot of cultures and if most of the cultures around the world, 13 was the lucky one. What if he was the one to arrive that he was the only one that if his best friend came to him and told him this needed to go down, like no matter what, your bestie bestie comes to you and ask you this, that you also believe is your savior somehow. Maybe nobody else could do it. Mm-hmm. Well, there is a book, the gospel of Judas basically says that exactly that, mm-hmm. that he kind of was given the greatest responsibility of all in that he caused Jesus to die, but Jesus had to die in order to forgive everyone for their sins. And if Judas wasn't the one to turn him in, and he didn't die, then we wouldn't have our sins forgiven if uh, under that particular you know, prescription yeah. of religion. So in that in that case, like was he the was he a bad killer? Was he a good killer? And so like it some uh philosophize that he even fell to his knees and said to my lord, why have you forsaken me? To him, why are you making me do this to you? I believe in you more than anyone. Yeah, because they said that they were the closest, actually. The certain texts say that they were, like Judas and Jesus. I guess I'm like living in a world in my head where I would like to see a world where we don't have um, poison in our foods, where people get sick, where they're unhealthy to a state where they can't take care of themselves. It's like there's, there's so many elements to the disharmony that causes each scenario scenario for you to kill somebody whether it's war whether if it's a sick parent whether if it's a child in a womb it's like for me it's like if i were god and i'm facing my children let's say for instance because i believe there's a creator to all this i don't want to say it in a religious aspect but i do but if i were god and i want and i created a world a a heaven for my creation here on earth with plentiful everything. And then we have this harmony and we're causing chaos within one another, killing one another because of this, that, and making excuses. What I would say to all of you, I do not know you. Like literally, that's how I would act. But that's how me as a God, knowing everything that I give, so you could live peaceful lives. This is what you're doing. Okay, cool. I got you. That's that's how I feel. Like I feel life is so precious. Even animals. I'm even contradicting myself. I eat fucking animals, and I feel guilty about it. But that's the thing that makes me feel alive. Like fruits, plants, whatever. They're alive, and it's such a fucking hard way to answer. Like. I don't want to kill anything divine, but everything is divine in my eyes. So it's and you like, know, like a, a, ca- a named cow gives more milk. Mm-hmm. 
And so then you wonder if a named cow has better meat. Mm. Like, is there some idea? Yeah. And then <clears throat> the idea, like, there's so many cultures that believe in honor killing. And they believe in, like, I die for this whole thing and I'm going to Valhalla. Like, if I follow through with this, like, that's my whole, like, so many cultures around the world their death is like they want it to be at the hands like i even said this when i put my dog down for real if there was a check mark for real where i could have put him asleep by a grizzly bear attack i would have let him go like that and been like yep let that little <laughs> bitch go but then i was like he probably would have chased it away and i would have had to take him home for another year but um <laughs> but i just feel like sometimes there is there an honorable killing that you give one hand to another. So like there are certain cases of like somebody might be taken by the enemy and I kill them instead. Like, don't let them fucking torture me for all the information I have. You and I both know. And I know in a perfect world, these are all situations with like, um, but it's in the world we're in. It's like, I like, I am an anti-gun person. If there was a spell that could take every single gun off the planet, but that isn't the, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm anti killing. <laughs> if there was a spell that it rained bananas, <laughs> but yeah. I just feel like in the world that we're actually in that we know of as much as we know of to be true, it does seem like there is some ways that killing might be a okay thing. And then I was even thinking you guys were talking about the deer earlier if we never killed deer for me and how like let's say we did all have gardens and farms the deers would slowly eat all of our gardens and farms and so we wouldn't be able to sustain like that so eventually we have to start killing the deer to regulate them so because we can't grow enough carrots well, for my family well, and the deer when the the other option is you just build a fence around all of your food but then you just are slowly watching these deer just like starve to death and die right outside the fence so do you let that happen is that more humane to, to watch them die slowly of starvation uh i mean it, well they it, tried it, that it, in australia guys, like rabbit proof fence well let me tell you what really happens when the deer population gets out of control because i live in the state of oklahoma oklahoma is like the buggiest state ever like because it's so green here and like you could walk out on the lawn and get like ticks all over your legs which not really so much in town like as when i lived in the country but but like you could walk out in your pasture and you'd look down at your legs and you could have like 200 seed ticks. They look like little, little tiny black dots all stuck in your legs. Does anyone feel bad about killing those ticks? Hell no, no. But the point I is Layla, you, would the you deer feel population. Sometimes I do. The deer population. I, is, I just let it go. I, I act like I don't see the book, but sorry. Go ahead. The deer population is 100% responsible for the overpopulation of ticks. Because mm -hmm. when the people are not hunting as much, when hunting is more regulated, whatever, like then all of a sudden the po the tick population, it's because they're deer ticks. And here's the other one. So those are all prey animals we're talking about. The other animals like bears yeah, and like yeah. wolves, they become immediate natural competitors to us at the top of the food chains we live in. So every single ground animal we might eat from a squirrel to a rabbit to a deer, they eat those things. So it's like 
we have to start killing the predators now so that they don't take all the animals away that we eat. And it's like somewhere in history or in this realm, did we regulate this shit without big anything, take away any of the big things. Maybe we were just regulators of the realm and killing wasn't a sin. It was just a, a sin's kind of the same way as a law of like, don't kill gators. Now we have overpopulation of gators and now we have to have a gator killing season. So it's almost like, like the only reason don't be gay is really a law is because we need our people to breed. So I have more serfs to rule over. The only reason that now killing might be a law is because then you're killing my serfs. You're killing my voters over here. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there's only laws about killing and even the moral code that goes with it. And even them showing us on TV, all these horrible things that they're like, look at these scary things. So we don't go out and kill Bill Gates justly or not kill Bill Gates. This is for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> I'm just asking. I, I should have been a monk. You know, like those monks sweat ants out of your way. Karate kid too. You know, who get pissed off at the idea of you even hitting a fucking bug. A praying mantis, which kills. Yeah, the they ignored they... her for days on end. Days on end, just for one little bug. And I'm like, wow, that's some powerful shit right there. Why do they live like that? And they're very peaceful beings. Apparently, they live one in silence. They have their fun. Too. We don't have cameras up there. We only have what Brad Pitt told us. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> Does anyone have anything else for this killer episode? Brian Mantis has killed a mate. Yes, they chopped our heads off. <laughs> and eat it. And, and yet they, they said they're a symbol of peace. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That's kind of symbolic. That's witchy. And the interesting thing about bees and um, women, <laughs> women bees, um, in the winter time, the male species of bees are killed, killed, thrown out. Why? Because they're useless after a certain point. So the women just go and gang up on the, the boy bees and just kill them. And yeah, that's how the story goes. Because they're useless. Not all, but the majority of them are useless. Let me stop. Let me stop. I love men. They gather the pollen, <laughs> pollen, don't they? Like why women are like busy, like making honey and shit. Aren't uh -huh. men like out like and precise flowers, precise plants. Like they take direct good orders and they have to fly. Some of them have to take their orders and go so far because yeah, the queen has like a precise, like she's so anal with how her honey has to be made. And every mm -hmm. single batch that is not grown in a greenhouse, because the people always have to correct <laughs> me with that, is entirely unique, which is pretty friggin' crazy to mm -hmm. think about milk and honey. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, does, does anyone going to be anywhere this week that they want to talk about? I will just say I was on Paranoid American this week. And I was on one on one podcast this week. And who was better? Who was better? Um, I had more fun with you. You're my first, though. 
<laughs> my first, my last, my everything. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can find me there. And I totally did one more that I'll remember in a second. Um, it was a new guy that I hung out with, and he was pretty fun. And it's on YouTube, too. Uh, and I'm working on my website. You can find that at Project Cheney. And I hung out with live with Layla. And I'm working on things with Marisa for uh, goddess stuff that people will be joining me. Nice. Yes. Nice. And she will be coming to hang out with us sometime in November. So what what do you guys have to say for yourselves? Cheney, you'd be proud of me. I I started a TikTok account, but I have nothing on it. (laughs) How do I follow it? <clears throat> it is the same as my Instagram, Gordy underscore TWO underscore shoes. It has nothing there, but follow it anyway. And uh, um, I'll start doing that. But follow my Instagram. It's the same thing. Boom. Anyone? <laughs> G- gentlemen, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let my first. friend. I'll let my friend Fauci go. Right, I'll let him go. Um, you can find me on Instagram and and TikTok. I mean, I don't post anything on there either. And, and it's abstract one with two Bs. And then also, I'll be doing blue collar mystics on the seventeenth. I'm not sure if it's live or not. So, oh, that's awesome. Cool. And um, that's with uh, Bootsy or Owen. And he will come hang out with us soon, hopefully as well. So you can follow that on YouTube too. And you can follow me on Instagram. I have two accounts. Um, One's a backup. One's my main. It's God Pill Angel 33 or God Pill Angel 333. Um, And you could also find me on TikTok as well. I might consider actually going on the spiders tomorrow night just to say hi and, you know, hang out with them. It's been a while. So shout out to the spiders. What's going on? And you can find that on YouTube as well. Weaving spiders webs. Weaving weaving spiders webs. Um, There's two channels. So make sure you put in the right one. Yeah. And I think soon um, Thomas invited me to do a little interview and I'm nervous as hell, but I'm excited. So, yeah, that's going to be fun. And, um, yeah, little me, Billy G. I love it. <laughs> Thomas, it's Friday the 13th. And, um, and now that all the men are done talking, you can let the, <laughs> the woman finally have a voice. I should have said ladies first. I'm sorry. I ladies. tried to. I said, gentlemen, please, ladies okay. first. No, I mean, my I've, I've lived my entire life like this, always being last. And so I Hillary, Hillary would love you. We love you, Hillary. But, uh, yeah, the, I just want to announce a completely female-created comic. It's the autobiography of Hillary Clinton. It's called FrazzleDripFunhouse.com. It's a, it's a, truly, it's a love letter to B horror movies of the '80s, where the killer would like do some horrific, you know, like over the top gory killing, but then make like a horrible pun about it that makes you laugh, but also you're a little bit disgusted. It's basically that for about thirty pages straight, a one shot. It's it's well worth the read, and you can check it out at FrazzleDripFunhouse.com 
or you can just go to paranoidamerican.com and click the link at the very top. Yes. I am opening up the link at the very top. And everybody, I was going to do that, but then I got lazy. So paranoidamerican.com, and it's all there. Frazzle Drip Runhouse. Yeah, and you got to see these um, interesting little... Um, Hunter Biden care. Packs. Yeah. I want to buy one. Just Yeah, they're, yeah. they're coming out. I'll, I'll probably I'm post blow it up big. Again. So this is Super just one, this is one of them. They're, they're all going to be different. As you can see, it says right there, every party is different with Hunter Biden. Yeah. <laughs> it, I feel like that should be sold at like Spencer's Gifts. For real. It's For amazing. Real. It is. It's amazing. I would pitch that idea to them, honestly. <laughs> hey, do you hear us? We got to tag them. We got to tag them. We'll tag them. I know. It's perfect. Those are all going to hey, sell Spencer's. out fast. So, Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us for another Secret Society of Good Guys. Get your boots. You've been amazing. And um, shout out to Red Bricks. He said hi at the beginning, but I was so far down the chat and I forgot there was a chat at the beginning of the show because we were like so in deep to Friday the 13th shit. And I was so like captivated by the convo that I forgot to give a shout out. So he gave a shout out to Thomas and myself. So Red Bricks everywhere you look. What up, Red Brick? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for joining us and we will see you next week with um something a little more monstery i guess a little more shape-shifty all right fun. love you guys love bye you bye guys. thanks for hanging good night <laughs>